Welcome to the Prime Talk with your hosts, Dan and James. And welcome back to Zakon. I'm James. I'm Dan. And we have our dear friend Carlos Lysing from Castle Entertainment with us. Good morning, Carlos. How are you? Morning, guys. I'm feeling great. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, we were chatting in, in between uh, the break here uh, that we've got a number of exciting announcements. First exciting announcement is I think a lot of people are asking. We've gotten emails about, hey, what's happening with GrogCon? And we can announce it today. What's the big announcement? GrogCon is taking place October 9th through the 11th. That's right. At the Days Hotel by Wyndham Celebration in Kissimmee, Florida, which for people who are not from Central Yay! Florida is basically Orlando, Florida. That's right. <laughs> and we are we are teaming up again. With, well, we're tagging along. Right. I don't know if we're teaming up, but we've been invited again by the Crucible Convention organizers to be part of the Crucible Convention, Crucible 9. Right. So our dates are based upon the Crucible date. So there it is, folks. So please... Mark your calendars, October 9th through the 11th for GrogCon 2020. That's right. And, and more importantly, hopefully, uh, you know, we've been talking to Carlos. This is actually, he's hearing the dates as well. Uh, he was one of our featured dungeon masters. He created the official GrogCon uh, adventure for us, the Porcelain Sword of Queen Ashala. And, and, and he's, you know, he, he's offered to do it again. Right. So we're going to ask here live, are, are you willing to uh, develop the official GrogCon 2020 module and come down to run it? I am totally in. And uh, yeah, awesome. my, wife would be, my wife would be mad at me if I didn't go because you guys were such gracious hosts last time. Right. Oh, wow. So there you go. I we, told you he pays to be nice. You didn't us. agree. Okay. <laughs> You're like, why should we be nice? That's right. These people, they won't come back. That's right. All right. Now, I think you're a great host. You put on a great show. Uh, I can. I don't like to put words in people's mouths, but I know Victor Dorso had a great time, too. Uh, another excellent dungeon master. And, uh, I, I'm, you know, you guys are building something really cool here. And I like being at the, uh, at the ground floor of it. I really believe in what you guys do. Thank you. Awesome. And, it, and it was really cool in large part, obviously, because people like you and Vic Dorso were willing to travel, come down here on a new convention, yep. which, which is, is not big yet. But so, so thank you. Yeah, so. But if you want old school D&D, you want, we play Traveler, we had Top Secret, we had Call of Cthulhu. If you want old school stuff and you want to run it. So if you want to DM, info at grogcon.com with the game you want to run so we start getting some ideas. We're also going to have to do a contest. Are you going to want to do the contest, same thing like we did last time? Yeah, that'd be great. I was okay. going to just tell Dan, um, I'm just finishing up right now um, for one of my other projects that I do. I'm finishing up my gnome arc for uh, my trilogy of gnome stories. So it probably what I write for you guys won't be gnome-oriented. I know it's a heartbreaker for you, but... Oh, I'll take care. I'll cover that. What was that? It'll be gnome. I'll, I'll, I'll handle the gnome stuff. Ugh. So it's Again. not gonna be no. He's all gnomed out. Is I think is what I'm hearing. Uh, boo. No, I'm not. No, I'm not ready to say that. I got. I have one of my best friends out there in the world. Actually, my dearest friend Jeremy uh, is. He guys. I'm gonna try and talk him to go to GrogCon. He's a huge enthusiast of the gnome uh, thief illusionist. He thinks it's a really versatile class and it can do a lot of different things. So. Well, well, you know, I mean, I'm planning. I mean, there's talk about me right creating. This campaign world, the, no, the Gnome Realms. The Gnome Realms, or right. some other gnome derivative. We've gnome gotten world. 100 uh, sub submissions from people. All right, let's not go there. Let's get not <laughs> But so there it is. So, 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 so GrogCon, right, October 9th 
through the 11th. Make, and, and, you know, the great thing about a convention like GrogCon is that, so, Carlos, your games at GaryCon, as we know, very hard to get into. That's right. right. Yeah, go, last they, year I sold out in four minutes. Yes, yeah. I was on the waiting list. I was like, it's like getting into a class that's really popular. Yeah. I was on the waiting list. I luckily got in, um, but it's very hard to get into Carlos's games. You come down to GrogCon, you'll, right. you'll play with Carlos. That's right. You'll get in Carlos's games. No, yeah, and... and the good thing about it is my schedule is sparse enough at a thing like Grogcom that even if the um, even if I my my schedule does get filled up my uh, my game my normal game schedule I'm more than willing to run something off the clock because you guys are uh, you know just to support the show. Yeah, it's, if there's interest, I'll run something because I did last year as I you did. Oh, sure it was a pickup game. We just yeah. we, we all arrived and I say, hey, yeah, you know, so Carlos, you know, these people they're like these basketball these gym rats, that they'll just have a basketball with them. Right. So they're you say to, to a Vic Dorso or to a Carlos Lizing, hey, can you run something? Like, oh, yeah, I got something right here. Right. Let me look for it. It's like those guys that pull out a basketball and can do a pickup game. He pulls out an adventure, and he runs it, and it was a lot of fun. And so the 2019 GrogCon uh, adventure is available on Castle Entertainment, uh, both in PDF and in uh, hard uh, edition, print on, you know, basically a print yep. version, um, as well as a number of modules. Um, so... And, and just the, you know, he's also our friend, but just the depth of the work that he puts into this. This is not a five-page module that you're getting. You're getting a lot of value for that. So we're looking forward to hearing about the next adventure. Just some other um, uh, items real quick. We are setting up a Grognards Guild online. We've gotten a number of folks who, I'm sorry, Carl. That's so awesome, I said. Yeah, so... Uh, we're going to do an, uh, we owe, oh, and I don't mean that in a negative way. We're very fortunate. We have some patrons who have signed up at the high, en a high enough tier that they get to play online. I know you have the same kind of uh, situation. So that has kind of precipitated people wanting to, they, they're having challenges playing 1E. Uh, they want to play 1E. And um, we're going to set up a virtual Grognards Guild uh, for them. And we have one of our, our dear patrons going to be the first DM. But if you want to DM in this, uh, we're going to use Meetup and we're going to use Skype and whatever other the DMs want to do. Uh, we're going to put that out. And that's going to start next month as well. So we will also be some guest players and some guest DMs because we, you know, the whole reason we're doing this just like you in a lot of ways, Carlos, is because we want people, we love 1E and we want to keep it going. So, uh, right. And I'm more than willing to support you guys as a guest DM if you'll have me. Oh, my goodness. That would be, Wow. wow. That's, that's this and Delph approval. Right. This is the best episode ever. Yeah, I, this is going to be a 10. I think the hex crawl is going to go horribly wrong because this is the pyramid. <laughs> that's it, so. right. It's yin and yang. That's right. This is, it's all downhill for me. But before we goes downhill, so Carlos, um, you know, I think uh, we've watched your Twitch streams where you've interviewed a bunch of great people um, and your adventures. Why don't you give us a couple of items that you want, you know, you've kind of invited us to be part of uh, so let people know what you're doing. Yeah, well, right now um, I have uh, – I also have a patron like you. Uh, it's www.patreon.com backslash Castle Entertainment. Uh, it funds basically the modules that I write um, because there is a – as you, you as Kelly mentioned, there is a, a laid up you know, outlay for money for them, right. for covers and such and shipping. So what I'm uh, doing is I'm, I usually uh, release my modules for big important conventions, whether it be um, – Game Hole or GaryCon or GrogCon. Um, this year, I am going to release my modules at GaryCon and GrogCon both. And uh, I'm doing the four modules this year for uh, GaryCon. One is called um, 
to the uh, to the city of the Elder Gods, which is a takeoff from uh, Morgan Cannon's Fantastic Adventure. For those of you who are everything I do, by the way, is running the world of Greyhawk. Uh, the other thing I'm doing is I'm writing the conclusion of my gnome trilogy, which is called Squaring the Circle. And finally, I just finished uh, the uh, opode to uh, my Marquesa modules, which is called um, From Dark Roses, Black Thorns Grow, which is, if any of you know A2 very well, mm-hmm. you'll have a hint as to who the main villain of that is. And by the way, uh, after everything is done, that was a 112-page module, so everybody's going to get their uh, wow. their uh, their money for it. But more than that, the thing I'm really, really excited about, um, my charity of choice, um, a lot of you guys out there who know me know I was a hockey player growing up. I was obsessed yeah. with speed as a kid. Uh, so I'm a huge enthusiast of the cheetah. I was always a fan of that, the uh, the animal, fast, world's fastest land animal. Uh, couldn't get enough. Now, as an adult, I support uh, the CCF, which is the uh, Cheetah Conservation Fund. And uh, every year I do a different uh, charity event in which I do like a three-day uh, blitz of a module that I write all the proceeds of the sales of it go directly to the charity I support. Last year it was called Lost Dog, and it was um, going to a group called Red Rover that helps uh, lost animals get reunited with their families. I thought it was a having being a big animal enthusiast like I am. I I couldn't imagine having an animal lost, so I wanted to support that. We gave over five hundred dollars in charity. Uh, over what it was, is people would sponsor us, and we would give the charity over a course of the weekend when I would run the module live uh, over my Twitch. This year I'm doing that again for CCS, and I'm proud to announce that my friends at Grog Talk are going to be two of my players, my live players, Dan and James. You guys are going to be – I'm so excited to have you guys out there and and helping me with this because it's a cause that's really near and dear to my heart, and um, have you guys helping me uh, lead the charge there. I know it's going to go great. Awesome. Uh, he, he obviously hasn't seen my play as a gnome fighter illusionist. Yeah. Eh, eh, someone's got to die. Yeah. I guess someone's got to be the red shirt. Right. right. You might be surprised. I might make a gnome fighter illusionist pre-gen character just for you. Well, I've been studying. I'm taking Perfect. it. Perfect. I'm going to have it first. Yeah, I, I'm very <laughs> upset. He, he plays a better gnome than I do, which really bothers it's, me. It's, have you read Sun Tzu? Know thy enemy, know thyself, and victory shall follow. I have, oh, I've studied right. the inner workings. I sit here and mem- mesmerize, right. memorize the ever You know the it. enemy. That's right. So you know all I, I sit amongst them. <laughs> they talk to me. So I know you're their every a gnome. <laughs> the way of the Who's world. this? Is that, a, is that the dog? That's, that's right. a gnome, honey. No, that's a gnome. Who is that? The Dao, it's the Tao of gnomes, right? So, well, that's a great event. And actually, uh, February, what day are we coming on? 19th? Uh, yep. on, or uh, March, or excuse me, April, I'm sorry. April. Well, that's the that's the charity event. Aren't we coming on in February as well? Oh, yes, yes, I'm sorry. I, I for, almost forgot totally about it. Uh, every every month, I do uh, what I call Castle Talk. Yeah. That's my takeoff of, uh, of uh, Greyhawk again, where I get various people that are either uh, important to one knee's formation or some of the people that help keep the torch burning. You guys are going to be my guests for my talk show on that. Yeah. You guys are going to be following in the footsteps of the likes of Luke Gygax and uh, mm. Jim Ward and uh, people like that. So, I'm, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I'm what's, very excited. What's, what's going wrong with your show? Is there one uh, of these things? Is, problems? It's like one of these things is not like the other. Yeah, which one does? It's like an SAT question. <laughs> That's right. Which no, doesn't no, belong? Actually, None of the I above. have a theme for it. I have a theme for it, and uh, I think it's something that you guys uh, will enjoy talking about immensely. 
That's awesome. Well, we look. We we are honored to be yeah, on. We got Delph approval, man. Yeah, we are official. About it no, now. not Delph approval. Yeah, you're right. Stop that. You're right. In particular, in particular, I was just talking offline a little bit for a moment with David Thompson over here, who's watching the show. And thank you very much for staying with us while I'm um, uh, spewing uh, Castle Entertainment stuff. But um, I think that there's a really interesting uh, dynamic that differs between the convention approach to gaming, yep. where you let it all hang out, you're using all your expendable magic items, that kind of thing, and gaming within the context of a campaign. Well, you guys put on very successful first year of your uh, convention. So we're going to talk a lot about comp convention play versus campaign play and how it differs and uh, the pros and cons of it, you know, the way that you guys like to, what you bring to the table in each context. I think that that's a, a I'm going to have with you is going to be another guest of mine. It's going to be my best friend, Jeremy. And uh, cause I wanted him to be on the show for a long time. Glad you guys get a chance to meet him. And he's been a player at every single one of my things I've done. So, you know, he's well equipped to talk about castle entertainment in the campaign context. I think I gamed with him a couple years ago in one of your game, my very first game with you. You he, did. You were three seats down from the right of him. What a memory. Yeah. He told me to slide through somebody's, that's correct because Edward was sitting on your right hand side. Edward a, wow. Wow. This memory. The only part he didn't remember, as we recall, on one of our episodes, that who was the best player at the tournament. He he named someone Why did else. I forget that. It wasn't I know, right? Because you he obviously he was the stunned. truth. No, the truth was different than what he wrote on there. He was being gracious, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it. You were the That's best what happens player. when you lie. I very rarely give out the uh, the most outstanding player by random number generator. I think that was, I think that's probably why I did. Well, well that was the great story. And I don't know. We talked about it before, where we both rolled. Two of us rolled double zeros. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. So everybody uh, around the table started laughing. Yeah. So uh, Carlos is here not only because he's a good friend of ours, and 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 by the way, how's how's Amanda doing? How's she doing? And hopefully, you know, we we're thinking about her all the time. And 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 how's that going? If you don't mind, just a brief segue to that. Oh, not at all, not at all. Amanda had her surgery. Um, Amanda was uh, pretty ill. I don't know if your viewers know that, but uh, she's recovering. Uh, she has good days and bad days, and um, you know, it's one of those things that we got to watch going forward. Um, but, you know, she's doing what she can, you know, and she's uh, she keeps a good attitude about it. And she says that uh, she can't wait to see you guys and uh, enjoy herself down in Florida. So awesome. Great. Yeah, well, looking forward you know, to seeing her. for, you know, for all the work that Carlos does, uh, you know, the more time I've spent with them, really, not only does Amanda provide the emotional support, she does a lot of the work around there. It really is a team effort. It's clear there. it's Amanda. Actually. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Carlos is just the face. Amanda Rice. <laughs> She's a ghost writer of the modules. Right. I, I, I constantly call her my merch Valkyrie. Yeah. Because yeah. she is a stalwart and she does all the yeoman's work. She runs the digital Castle Entertainment, our arm of, of Castle Entertainment. So if you guys ever are buying a module, you're dealing directly with him, with her. Yeah. Uh, you know, she runs our website, things like that. Basically what I do is I write and I coordinate art and things like that. But she handles just about everything else. I, and, and you're absolutely right, James. I could not possibly do it without her. And when I hear people talk about you know, being publishers, um, I sometimes I'm shocked when I hear that people can do it alone. Yeah. It's, it's, very, it's a very difficult process to keep that many balls juggling, especially if you have a full-time job like I do where I average working about 48 hours a week. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, this is not something you do. Uh, you, if you're going to do it well, you need help. And Absolutely. 
So we are here because uh, Dan... It's 1980. It is That's 1980. We're well, we're here because it's 1980. And we have decided, or excuse me, Dan has decided, and I've agreed <laughs> to it, and obviously Carl's agreed to it, that we are going to go through a hex crawl uh, through the uh, Gazetteer. Now, again... Um, you know, we are very fortunate to have Carlos on because he is, you know, it, it is fair to say he is steeped in the lore of Greyhawk, both uh, that era and future eras. Um, so he has been gracious enough to say, hey, you know what, I would be happy to run you all through the, the hex crawl and have a, a, a traditional hex crawl. So and, that's what we're doing today. And it's, and it's to celebrate, right? So uh, World right. of Greyhawk, the Gazetteer came out in 1980. So... What, 40 years ago? So 40 in, years in ago. Celebration the of, it. of the And we'll have Vic Dorso on as well yep. to uh, uh, do some of our hex calls. That's well. right. He's been very gracious to agree to do that exactly. as well. I'm a little more scared of his. Yeah. Aren't you a little more scared uh, of his? I'm scared of either. I don't. I, every time Carlos has run on this show, we've died. Well that, was, well, that was the Incomprehensible Death segment. Well, this could be the 1980 version of Incomprehensible Death. He's just not calling it that. That's true. So. It's right. true. Exactly. So, All right. So well, are we handing it over? I've got the map out. Is this the... Uh, you have the right one. Do yes. I? You have the right yeah. one. Yeah. There's Wooly Bay. That's right. Yeah, right? So uh, There you go. We are. Uh, we randomly rolled, and you know what? There's actually five cities, and I rolled a die for it, but who cares? We don't want to go south. Right. I got a bad feeling about south. Right. We randomly rolled, and we are in... We are from Safeton. Safeton. On the wild coast. Yep. Just off of Wooly Bay. Yep. And uh, Carlos, we will hand it over to you, right? Unless yeah, uh, before I, I get started, you guys picked a really interesting place to be from because um, there's no secret that Gary Gygax was a huge enthusiast of the Wild Coast. As a matter of fact, um, you, uh, you also find, you'll see in his, uh, in his writing, like for example, Rob Kuntz did a lot of work, personal work. There was a bunch of his notes that were sold on eBay not long ago all about the Wild Coast. He was developing an entire source book for it. Uh, the fact these guys were huge enthusiasts of that area. Morgan Canyon himself was from the Wild Coast originally, or at least that's what the rumors have it. So it's interesting that you guys picked that area because there's a lot of history there and there's a lot that's going on. Now, when you guys first uh, originally decided to run uh, run this by me, you guys said that you guys wanted to run in 576. Um, I thought about that, and I thought that actually it would be more interesting to run it a little bit later down the timeline because there's a lot that goes on in that area, Matt, but I found a way to actually satisfy both criteria. Oh, okay. Excellent. So, and, and Carlos, could you – so one of the reasons why I wanted to do this is because although I used Greyhawk back in the day, we didn't use it that much. And so I'm trying to learn as well. So you made a reference to a, a character, right, which I believe was, was from Gygax's group, right? Maybe you could tell us a little bit because, again, I, I want to learn about this stuff. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about who that character was that you were referring to. Was I was Morten, was it when I brought Morden Kane in? Exactly. So who is Morden Kane? Well, Morden Kane himself was Gary, one of Gary Gygax's PCs, and uh, to a lot of people who have, uh, he's synonymous with D and D to most people that uh, are really steeped in one E lore. Uh, if you look through the player's handbook and subsequent books, you'll see uh, plenty of spells that have been ascribed to Morton Kanan, Morton Kanan's Magnificent Mansion, Morton Kanan's Disjunction, a lot of very potent, a lot of uh, much-beloved spells, has, very useful spells. He has a hound. Uh, yep. And he, uh, Gary used to run him. As a matter of fact, if you're interested in seeing his published statistics, um, at, through Gary, the lens that most people perceive as, as accurate, uh, 
again, WG5, Morgan Caden's Fantastic Adventure, oh, okay. which was written by Rob Kutz, who was DMing Gary at that point in time. Warden Kanan's statistics are in that book. Warden Kanan was a very powerful magic user. Uh, he lived uh, from the Wild Coast. He adventured all over the Flaness with uh, um, numerous groups. And he was the architect of the group called the Circle of Eight, who are a powerful group of magi that uh, Warden Kanan heads up almost as a shadow figure now, where he directs them. And their stated goal is keeping the balance on Earth, keeping the, the, uh, the balance within the Flaness so that neither... Uh, evil or good waxes or wanes too much because his belief, Morden Kanan's belief is that uh, when one becomes too powerful, uh, tyranny happens no matter what. They balance, their natural balancing act allows uh, freedom to exist. And now he lives up in the Yatil Mountains, uh, in the heights of the Yatil Mountains, which is also an interesting place too, but I don't want to belabor that subject. Um, the area that you're talking about right now, Safton, um, is, again, very interesting because a little bit to the south of that is the Pomage. Now, the Pomage was a uh, once a Palatine state of Keoland back in the uh, in the early days, circa about up until about circa 450. Uh, there was a bunch of minor nobles from Keoland there. The weather was amenable. It was on a side of a peninsula that was along the Woolly Bay. Um, these foppish dandies, however, had a, uh, a comeuppance. And what happened was there was a series of wars that were fought in the mountains, the Lort Mill Mountains, which uh, border their, their western uh, border. Um, there was a war that was fought between uh, the humanoids that were in the mountains and the uh, demi-humans that were from Selene and from the Ulic states to the south and Selene to the north. What they did is they waged war to kill all the humanoids in the mountains. Bloody guerrilla warfare for very for a long time perpetuated. Finally, what ended up happening was at the, at the at the crux of the hateful wars, they drove these humanoids out. They caught them in a pincher action, though, and there was only one place for the humanoids to go. So they escaped out the mountains into the Pomage, where all of these wealthy nobles existed, kind of living a life, you know, lotus eaters, and they were no match for these humanoids whatsoever that overran them and destroyed most of their cities, pillaged and looted, and now have uh, established what is basically a, uh, a humanoid state, an orchestra-run state on the peninsula of the Pomarsh. Uh, the, for those of you who have run through them before, the slavers modules are uh, famous from that area because uh, the area is so lawless that people like slavers can actually act freely down there. We need to go north. Sorry. Yes. Okay. We, we were going north. That's a good thing. I think. Well, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't... I'd like you guys to introduce the crowd before I begin yeah. what your, your characters. Yes. And, and actually, it doesn't matter what we want. It matters what the crone wants, remember. Does, well, that's right. We haven't gotten there yet. So, right. all right. So, I am playing... So, we randomly rolled what our class would be. Correct. We each rolled magic user. We did roll magic user. We decided to be human yes in in honor of gygax's desire for human centric parties correct as we understand it so we're both kind of boring i am mendy pushinfo so i am a when we're going to be against our better judgment we're first level characters we are first level james rolled his up on youtube so uh if you want to see that happen you can always watch it i don't know why you would but uh, uh, if well it's a sleep aid it is a sleep aid um, and so I'm a first level magic user. Uh, I am lawful good, AC 10, hit points three, for those of you keeping stats at home to let me know when I'm dead. <laughs> and, 
and I am a, I am a, I'm a fisherwoman. I've grown up in uh, Safeton. I am, and I like this too. We rolled up, and you did this, and it was very smart. Thank you. We rolled, you rolled up on the NPC chart your characteristics. What page, like 100, 101? 100, correct. Of the DMG. I, and what is great is mine all were consistent, pretty much. I'm clean, curious and inquisitive, studious. I'm an extrovert. I'm diplomatic. Is this like I, a Tinder uh, announcement you're making or something? Yes. Okay, great. But I am, I am, uh, yes, but I'm morose on the inside. I'm hard-hearted, very honorable, brave, driven, spendthrift, aesthetic, average piety. And uh, we are brother and sister. Right? Un unfortunately. Unfortunately for me. Uh, I think Because you're the exact you. opposite of me. I however, tolerate you because my name is Sanam Calamus. You're stinky. No, I'm not I thought you are dirty, no? I'm unkempt. That's a little <laughs> slightly different than that. Okay. Uh, I help my sister, who by the way is not my sister. She assumes she's a sister, but. No, I am your sister, but I don't admit it because you're an embarrassment because you got kicked out of magic school. Well, this is all true. For hitting on. And apprentices. Some have called me the lusty jerk. Yes. Uh, in fact, some of the people on our chat who have known me. Yeah, before before the character. Right. <laughs> before the James. Character. That's right. James is the lusty jerk, and it has carried over to Sonam. Uh, I am unfortunately tethered to my sister. We are uh, birthed from the same mother, obviously, at the same time. But we don't, we don't know who our father is. We, we do not know, and it is a slight inconvenience. But fortunately, my intelligence and physical attractiveness and, and just overall magnetism overcomes much of the deficiencies of being a sibling of yours. Right. So now you can see why, why we don't get along. And I, I worship... No one cares. They don't? Well, I don't care. I do. I worship Far the Far uncaring. How do I pronounce this? Far Farlingen? Farlingen. Farlingen. Yes. The dweller on the horizon. Deity of horizons, distances, roads, and travel. I often, when shucking oysters with my oyster shucking skill, right. gaze out on the water of Woolly Bay and wonder what, uh, what exists beyond the waves. Yes. It is unfortunate that uh, you d we're not going to stay with uh, our dear mother, Vendra, and our dear sister, Hebe, or Hebe. We have a sister. Yes. A young, a young tot. And but we Very decided, young. After we we decided left, to move on. After we left, she came, and we have a hound. Yes, we have a hound. What's our hound's name? Uh, he, well, he's a Saluki named Vivi, Saluki type hound. Vivi. 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 Yes. And uh, who loves me clearly? And James. It's a smart, smart pet. And just to let you know, a lot of this backstory was fleshed out. I just thought we did a good job just rolling up on the NPC things. <laughs> and Carlos is like, "Where's your backstories?" <laughs> I go. <laughs> We thought we were, I'm clean. That was my backstory. Yeah. I'm clean. I rolled, I mean, I, I put like, I thought I actually put like a half a, half a paragraph. We were proud. We are like, okay. This guy says like, high standards. Then he's like, okay, great. This is your background. Who's I, your sister? Where's your right. family? Right. Yeah. So, okay. So Carlos did a lot of this backstory, yes. which is very impressive. He yes. did it really fast. And um, so, right. So we have a, you get kicked out of magic. That was your idea, actually. You get kicked out of magic user school. Sorry for making advances on? Well, I was physically attracted to the headmistress, and I met, let her know. TMI. Huh? TMI. Well, okay. it's a truth. Okay. And clearly with my looks, that would be the same, and apparently that wasn't taken well. Right. No, she was okay with it, but the, the, the master of the school didn't like right. it. 
you're kicked out. Yes. Then she is tougher on me, apparently, because of my right. association with you. Right. And I get booted too, don't I? I get booted yeah. too. Well, eventually you're fled because of fights and everything else. Right. I wasn't getting. I wasn't getting along there. Yeah. And now we we figure out how are we going to make money? How are we going to become magic users? We've been kicked out of the magic user school thanks to you, and we turn to the only person we think can help us in Safeton. Right. Right. And who? Within the area, and again, another mage, because uh, we are seeking, obviously, the dark, we're seeking arts, dark or not, in the magic, and we compel ourselves to uh, move to the, the tower that's in the center of Safeton. Right, and is this supposed to be the crone? And we, we find uh, the, the inhabitant of that, whose legend is uh, that she has danced with the devil in, some, in a, a kind of way, is, right. is one way She's to pretty call creepy. Yes. And she's got a lot of strange guests. Yes. And she's got a lot of, ha well, she has a hound, which seems to be maybe more than one hound. Right. He looks a little different each time. And it's he's a very interesting hound. I've never seen a hound with red eyes. Yes. You Neither know? have we. Yeah. Yeah. And that fire that periodically. <laughs> I was looking around the corner. I saw a fire come out of his mouth. And so we are now in the, in, in the, uh, the apprenticeship of the crone. Yeah. And I'm lawful good, by the way. So I ain't feeling should, this. That is rude to even mention that. That is true. So you talk about me being rude? Oh, I've been talking in lawful good alignment language. Oh, no, I don't is understand that rude? you. Okay. Fortunately, I worship, I worship the god that I, that my character is, Bokob the Uncaring. And so I don't care okay. about you. Wow. I think with that, uh, Carlos, we've given our introduction. I'd be happy to begin that. Excellent. When I begin with my intrepid heroes, the two of you are at the Crone's Tower. The Crone's Tower rises up from the middle of Safeton like a witch's finger, crooked and bending at the top. Uh, it is uh, nighttime at the beginning of our adventure. Today is the first day of Patchwall, which is the first month of the beginning of autumn. The old called Patchwall Brightleaf because it's the time when uh, the leaves turn. Uh, every month within the world of Greyhawk has exactly four weeks, 28 days. Today, the weather is cold. It's a little bit rainy. You can tell that autumn is being it's beginning to encroach into the uh, into Safeton. Uh, the two of you are cleaning out the alchemy laboratory. Uh, the, uh, the mistress teaching you how to uh, make minor transmutations. Uh, Right now, she's teaching you how to uh, sublimate uh, liquids, which is important to concoct potions. Uh, the two of you uh, have been cleaning it out, and I think it should, we should mention a little bit more about Safeton uh, in particular. Uh, Safeton is one of those types of cities that, despite the fact that it's kind of large, everyone seems to know everyone. Everyone needs, seems to know one another's business. Well, there's a reason for that. The city of Safeton is considered the northmost, or I should say the southmost edge of civilization in which uh, the humanoids do not uh, run willy-nilly over the, uh, around the, uh, the countryside. Safeton is a fortress city. It has been walled. It is guarded around its battlements. Um, it is very, as a result of the fact that it is constantly under threat from slavers in the water, from humanoids, from whatever lives in the Welkwood to the West. People are paranoid in Safeton. 
And as a result, the gossip that goes on in safety and everybody knows everyone's business. So your neighbors clearly knew everything about you growing up. They, they knew about you getting kicked out of magic school, both of you within hours after it happened, even though no one was supposed to know about it. And tongues wag clearly about you, your association with the mistress, with the crone. Uh, the crone is a very interesting woman in that she, uh, to you, she seems very, she's creepy, but she seems very nice. She's very polite. She's got long, straight black hair. She seems relatively young. Yet when you see, when you hear people talk about her, uh, usually warning you about the crone, it's in terms of uh, you better watch out for that old woman. Sometimes she's described as having a hairnet on that you've never seen her wear. Sometimes she's carrying flowers and you've never seen that. It's very odd. She seems to, wherever she goes, have different descriptions. But in particular, the most odd thing about her is that her power is at the middle of the city crossroads. And uh, it seems to be that anytime anyone describes it, it's in a different corner of the crossroads. And as a result, if people don't, if, if the crone doesn't want someone to find her, they don't find her. It just seems like they, the place doesn't exist to them. So it's very interesting in terms of that. She's clearly got immense magical powers. And she's, uh, she's been willing to teach you quite a bit. And um, despite the fact that you have some misgivings about her, uh, Bindri, uh, she is, um, she's always been very polite. She's been very nice to you. She often sits there with uh, giving you lessons and your, your Diddy comes over and she'll sit on her lap, even though she's a big dog and she'll pet her. Uh, sometimes the, what, at the beginning of uh, your relationship with her, her dogs seem to be a little bit almost predatory towards her. And she would always warn them away now to the point where the dogs just accept her as part of the, uh, the household. Well, you're cleaning out today, the uh, alchemy laboratory and, uh, as you are, the door swings open. When the door swings open, the mistress comes walking in. Regal in stride, tall, proud. Looks at you, kind of looks over at the alchemy desk and rubs her finger across it. No dust. Just. I see the both of you are uh, doing well. Smiles. Yes, mistress. Yes, indeed. Good. Have you memorized your spells today? Oh, of course, mistress. First we thing. only serve to please you. Every morning is the first thing I do. Indeed. What did you memorize today? I'll let my sister go first. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, today I memorized message. See? Is there someone that you wish to talk to? No, I just... Didn't know if it might come in handy today. I, I like to think of interesting ways to use my spells. It, it, I feel like it helps me with my training. She nods. She goes, commendable. And you? Mistress, I have prepared the most powerful spell that you've given to us, O oh great mistress. The power of sleep. Nods. She looks out through the window out into the night. The autumn skies are beginning to obscure one of Earth's moons, Luna, tonight. The other moon out, which is Selene, rains down, kind of 
tingles in her hair. She looks out and she says, Sleep is a very powerful spell. As you know, the moon is sacred to my order. Yes, mistress. She looks back over at you. It's to be respected. It's good that you memorize that. Have you made any decisions, she looks at the both of you, about your about the worthiness of cantrips to be cast? Or do you mock those? I, would I know if she's uh, appreciative of them? She told you that you... It, it, it falls to you whether or not you wish to wait to spend your time on them. Uh, is it? Do I see a copy of Unearth Arcana in her bookshelf? <laughs> uh, there's one on mine, but I, mm -hmm. I don't know if there's one on yours. That's why I'm asking you this question. <laughs> I, 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 so I can only speak for myself. I cannot speak for my brother, but... Um, Please don't speak for me. I, I, must, I must admit that I am somewhat disdainful of, of, of the source of cantrips. Mistress, you, you, I'm sorry. Mistress, I apologize uh, for speaking in, out of turn. But you know, I'm just full of energy and excitement in speaking to you. This, uh, we seek power. I know it is a failing of mine, but it is, sleep is the most powerful spell you've bestowed upon us. And that zest for power has maybe dulled my appreciation for some of the Lesser arts. I've, I've left the creation of a little bee behind. You're awful haughty. She walks over to one of the alchemy tables and she begins looking through beakers. You must run an errand for me here in a moment. Wonderful. He goes, she looks over, she goes, No, you Corvus the fishmonger? Ah, of course. Yes, Corvus. Yes. Yes, I would think so. He does not live too far from your mother's, if I remember correctly. I need you to speak to him. Yes, mistress. What should we tell him? He tells him that you're there for the package. Of course. And he's a male? He's Corvus is a man? Okay. I she says, uh, but before you go, he says, and she pulls out from the alchemy table. She pulls over and she lays down a long flask there in front of you, uh, Mindra, Mindy. and uh, she uh, also pulls out a small box. But uh, probably six inches tall, maybe a foot wide, puts it on the table. She goes, I'd like you to take this to him as well. Of course, mistress. This, she looks over at you, Mindy, is yours. You notice a black substance in there. In the uh, bottle, in the flask? Yeah. So the box is going to Corvus, and and mm -hmm. Mendy's holding the flask of a black substance. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah, she recognizes it right away as bitumen. Ah, bitumen. ah. Okay. Does that mean something to you? It is a spell component. Ah, wonderful. Yes, for uh, spider clone. Ah, but you did not take that. Well, I randomly rolled because I assumed I would have. I didn't know what was going to happen today. Right. Your thoughts are random because you're distracted easily. She's in the room. No, I'm talking to you. Oh, I thought you were talking. In I would not talk to the mistress that way. Okay. I have a strange attraction to her, but I know she could crush oh, me like gosh. a bug, so I'm trying oh, not to get too... I'm not trying... To, I'm trying not to... Uh, I, I'm, I'm fawning over her, but in a way that, uh, you know... Hey, Respectfully. Yeah, you know, respectful fawning. Every dog has his day, maybe. You never know. That's so. the band, respectful fawning. Right. 
That's right, speckled product. Very well, we are. Wait, what am I doing with this? So what I, you've got the box that we're bringing into the fishmonger. That's right. And I've got the, oh. I, I'm, I apologize for Mendy. She's obviously not feeling well. Common is your standard tongue, sister. Yes. The mistress was very clear. Her time is valuable. Let's go. We are ready to depart whenever you send us away, mistress. Because you may leave immediately. Uh, of course. Uh, but before you yes, go, mistress. remember everything that I've taught you. You never know when it might come in handy. We shall not forget it. And of course, Indeed. I genuflect down and try to, obviously with a creepy little look up when I look up to her because I'm creepy. So, Yes. Okay. In I a way you, that's lustful but not you, disrespectful. You see her, as, as you're doing that, she actually turns a little bit. She leans down and she begins to whisper in Vivi's ear, your oh, dog. Beautiful. She says something, it's impossible what to hear, it just kind of leaves her lips almost in this sibilant tongue. And uh, Vivi kind of stiffens up and barks ah, once. Wonderful. Walks over to both of your sides, kind of makes a, like a figure eight around both of your legs. Oh, okay. Well, I assume Vivi's coming with us. Oh, she wouldn't go anywhere without Ah, wonderful. You. Okay, uh, to the docks? To, to the docks. Well, where are the fishmongers? Where we will be shucking and... Chucking. Right. Very good. Okay. We are we are off then. You guys begin to leave. Um, you walk out of the uh, the tower. Streets of Safeton are originally when it was founded, the city of Safeton was called Safe Town, and there was a reason for that. Back in uh, when it was first founded, it had a very low stone wall. Even then it was fortified. Uh, it was the uh, it was the, the wishes of the uh, of the the nobles in the area that this area be a port city and fortified for uh to allow good trade between it and a city about maybe 60 miles to the northeast by the name of hardbeat uh across the uh across the woolly bay safe town is was got its reputation as being again a safe harbor uh, it also is one of the few places in this region that has a city guard and as you're walking out at nighttime, the first person that you see when you're out on the on the streets is a city guard. He looks at the both of you, just kind of waves. He recognizes you because in Safeton, everyone knows everyone and everyone's business. He just kind of looks at the two of you and nods a little bit. That's the twins, huh? Smiles and kind of shouts over at you. Goes, looks back at the kind of nods back in the direction of the tower. And says, "Didn't cast any spells on you yet, did she?" I go, "Ooh." Kind of laughs a little bit with you. Looks at you. Be careful who you do that to. He goes, you're going to spook somebody something terrible. My, my, as long as you stand in front of, of Mendy, you'll be safe. She couldn't cast, couldn't hit the side of a barn Shut with her Shut up. Shut up. You are embarrassing me. He laughs, walks over to you. You guys actually know this particular guy. He's uh, His name is Darius. He's one of the cigars. He's a pretty nice guy. Uh, his only problem is that he... Uh, has a reputation for being a little bit, maybe uh, has a little bit too much to drink, but he seems sober uh, right now. Okay. Walks up to two of you. He's got a crossbow at his side. He's got a spear in his hand. Walks over. You, you know the drill. I've got to ask. What's your business tonight? Uh, not drinking, Darius. We are not drinking at <laughs> all. Uh, we are off. We're Good. off to the docks. Docks. All right then. Be on your way. Thank you. Kids and your dog. He says. Be uh. There's uh. As far as I know, he goes, there's nothing about, so don't 
I wouldn't worry too much. Keep it, keep it. Except for maybe the rain. He looks up in the air. Mm. Looks like there might be some rain coming in. All right. Well, hope it doesn't rain on you, Darius. Keep us safe. <laughs> I'll keep you safe. Pour, pour an extra one for us, Darius, yeah. and enjoy your evening. There's nothing to fear. He does. He does. Looks at you. He goes, and uh, one other thing. He says, uh, comes over to you, kind of whispers a little bit quiet. He goes, I hear that the uh, the tiny one's about. Hmm. Tiny one is a nickname that some people give to the gnomish proprietor of a magic academy that is in uh, Her. She's about. She's not holed up. Yeah, she's walking. She's walking the streets mm. right now. I don't know what she's doing. Oh, we don't like for, her. But... That's right. That's the. Hey, yeah. thanks. Thanks for the warning, Darius. Glenn she's probably invisible and picking pockets. If it wasn't. He laughs a little. He goes, "Come on." He goes, "I know it takes two to to, to start a fight." Oh, we don't want to. Th- I expect you. I expect you two to be on your best behavior around yeah, her. We will. If she starts something. Let me take care of. We will. Sorry, Darius. She was. It's all right. It's all right. You two go on your way all right, now. Thanks. If you see Lyra, tell her hi. <laughs> he laughs a little bit. He goes, "I'll try not to tell her hi like you did." He smirks and there's around once. I said, hey, wait, there's one more thing. How are you gonna how are you gonna patrol when you're a frog? Just a second. Oh. Hey, hey you're back hey. now. You're fine now. Ah. All right. okay. Are you <laughs> ever going to be married with this kind of behavior? Is Someone it, has to take care of you mar- at some point. When I become Darius? The, when I become not Darius, anyone. <laughs> when I become the crone's consort. And learn all the arts. What are you going to do? Just keep sloppy Come on, cleaning. It's gonna thing. rain. Let's get going. You're, you're th- Look, it's going you're to 31 rain. You're 31 and you don't even have a chance of being married. All right, we're moving along. It's gonna rain. I don't wanna get wet. Yes, we're moving on. As you walk down south along towards the, uh, the dock areas, uh, you're, you trace the city walls going south. And uh, city walls, as I said, are reinforced stone, uh, they've, been, uh, they've been mortared. And uh, there's always there's a, there's actually a battlement above it. Sometimes it's banned, sometimes it's not. The reason why the south edge of uh, safety is more is very important to the people of the uh, area is because um, there was actually another sister city to the south of uh, safety. It was called Fax a, a lo- quite some time ago. It was about 300 miles down so- the south of the uh, the coastline. Uh, Fax during a incursion by humanoids was it was it was a uh, quite embattled for many many years but it eventually fell in 584 it is a battle zone right now there is an area that 300 mile area between yourself and fax is called the buffer zone now by the locals and uh the humanoids in 589 five years later they had a uh an idea to come north to safety, but your town was prepared for them, well prepared for them. Some of you, you remember this from being children, mostly. Um, and uh, the one of the reasons why the crone is allowed to stay in uh, safety is because she was part of the group that turned back humanoid invasion. The goblinoid force that tried to raid safety in 589 was destroyed summarily the front of the uh, the area uh, they reinforced the walls afterwards since then the whole area down south of the uh, 
of Satan, you two are very familiar with it because as kids, the kids of Satan like to play in the area, the battleground, trying to find like old broken swords or pieces of armor or whatnot. Uh, you're, the reason why it's so compelling is because parents tell them never go that way. But you two have had plenty of adventures down there and found maybe a copper piece or two going around because other people loot it all the time. There's really nothing of value to be found there. But that is really the history of the battle as far as safety goes, the most recent one that you remember that was of, of major consequence. But you walk towards the uh, – no, you really don't have any more uh, – anything – of interest occur until you go down to the fishery. You smell the uh, the market before you get there. You're able to smell the sea wind coming in. Um, the bay on which Safeton sits is known as the Woolly Bay. Now, the Woolly Bay is a tribute is comes uh, is fed from two directions. It's fed by the Salenton River, which comes from the north, and the uh, which is connected to the near Div, which is one of the most famous lakes. On Earth, it's uh, also known as the Lake of of, of Unknown Depths. Uh, the Slenton goes from the near Div and passes through by the free city of Greyhawk before emptying into uh, the Woolly Bay. But the Woolly Bay gets its name because of the southern body that it, the Woolly Bay empties into, which uh, it eventually empties into the Azure Sea. Uh, there is a desert and a series of hills about maybe four days' journey across the Woolly Bay by, by boat. Um, the bright desert, the Aberals are the mountains to the north, and the, bright, the brass hills are the hills to the south of that. But because of all the geography and the, mount, and the, the uh, forest a little bit uh, inland from you, the air and the wind, the weather patterns are brutally hard to predict. You get a lot of crazy weather around the Woolly Bay. And sailors used to refer to it as the Woolly Bay because it refer it looked like sheep's wool because it was all the white caps that would crash and break all over its surface. It's very very tricky to navigate. Um, it's one of those things that it's one of the reasons why places like Hardby and Safeton uh, they turn out so many great sailors is because if you can make it there, you can handle you can handle just about any kind of weather or climate uh, in the region. So. You uh, reach the uh, the market. Pretty soon you go over to the fishmonger's. Fishmonger's name is Corvus. Corvus works all night long. He's got uh, three daughters who are spectacularly ugly. All three of them. Uh, all three of them absolutely adore Somnin. But uh, it's one of those deals where uh, he, uh, yeah, you wouldn't touch them with the literally the adventurer's ten foot. Which I have in my possession, and I'm holding it out as we get close to the <laughs> location. <laughs> Uh, so Vivi is kind of merrily walking besides you. Um, Corvus knows that you're not interested in his three daughters. And as a result, he's one of the nicer people in town to you because you've got kind of a reputation. Uh, uh, we're going to see. Pretty soon you guys walk Go up ahead. to the, you walk up to the, uh, towards that. He kind of sees you. The, uh, the fish market is an open front to it. He looks over, he says, uh, Melindra, go, go help your sisters in the back. He says, I have some business to take care of. Get away, he's coming. <laughs> Get in the back. Hi, <laughs> He looks over at you as you approach. He goes, I thought I'd make your life a little easier this evening. You are a kind man. Uh, what did I do for you? Our, our mistress has sent us to deliver something to you, dear friend. Pauses for a moment. 
and you detect maybe he lost a little of the color out of his complexion when you say that. Oh? Yes, she has dispatched us to bring you this package and to recover something from you. He looks down, he says, I know what you're here for. It's time then. It is. I have no idea, but I'm just going to repeat what he says. Took a deep breath. Let me see the box. I hand him the box. Yes. Turns it open. He looks down into it. It's his head. Closes it back up. Very well, then. Please wait for me for him. Sure. If you look in the box, tell anyone. Turns around and walks away into his house, which is attached to the fish mongery. Vivi's just kind of walking over expectantly next to you, kind of sniffing at the air, sniffing where fish might have been cut up. Things. Is there like any that. fish we can give Vivi? No, no. Usually, it's taken care of by the seagulls and the cats in the okay. area. I guess I could cast sleep on the seagulls and never mind. Just go ahead. I can do message. <laughs> You can message them. I'm going to send a message to those girls in the back. He's here. So I, I t look, at, look in the package. No. We're not supposed to do... What do you, what do you mean look in the package? It's very clear you're not going to be long with the mistress. I, I have other plans. Look in the package. No, I'm, you look in the package. Don't, no, don't. You don't, should not look in the package. What's wrong with you? We weren't told not to not look in the package, so look in the package. Is it implicit? It's not implicit. I'll open it and you look in, Okay. I'm going to look over there, and you open the package, and I'll look back. I at hold you. it open. Look okay. in there. But I look in. You yeah. look in? What you see is you see glittering silver in there. Wait, no. There's platinum. Uh, there's platinum in there, and there's a small note that's laying right on the top written, and you recognize her script. It's a beautiful feminine script. And it says... The day I told you of when I saved your life has come. It says, it says, give them the box. And it's signed H. Okay, H, interesting. Is that the... Uh... Well, the crone is, her, is how we call her. Yeah, what's, so the, we... what's the magic user's name at the head of the... Uh... Yeah, well, it was Glen, Glen, Mil Glen Meadow is the head gnome. Oh. We don't know any H? Mrs. Glenn Meadow. Huh? Mrs. Glenn Meadow. Mrs. Gl Mrs. Mrs. Glenn, Glenn Meadow, Meadow. Whose husband whose husband is a henpecked veteran of the wars. And probably I'll I'll I was actually trying to use Lyra to get to Glenn Meadow, but we didn't I didn't want right. to mention that here. So that's a separate story. Um okay. Well okay. we we That's uh, the incomprehensible death episode. <laughs> <laughs> As you look in the box, uh, you're looking at, you just finished looking uh you see the fishmonger Corvus come walking back. He says, I have something to tell you. Ah, what, friend? I'm supposed to tell you stories of the sea. He has a box in his hand, a big teak box. Okay. Looks midnight black. Hmm. He says, I'm supposed to tell you, you know how I got to be Monger? Looks over at you in particular. Indra says, I know you're interested in the sea, so this might appeal to you, this story. So I used to be 
sailor on the Woolly Bay, trading back and forth from Hardby, short distance up. It's a dangerous distance, though, because of the uh, yellow yellow-sailed boats along to the slavers. You don't need to worry about humanoids if you go that direction. Because, but sometimes things that wear the flesh of men are worse than orcs. In any case, he says, but if you want to go to the northwest, he goes, there's a city called Narwhal. Because Narwhal is just about as far, he goes, it's over land. As it used to be called Nearwell back in the day, he says that uh, it used to be a trading place. Cities up in that direction, over by uh, the gnarly forest, used to trade with the woodsmen. If I were you, you're going to go over land. I wouldn't go to the north directly if I were you. This is a city up there about a day away called Pellegrin. That is the most degenerate, most evil place the wild coast, the bandit town. You can find just about anything you want to up there. Most of it you shouldn't be looking for if you're a goodly person. Watch your purses, watch your lives, watch your throats if you go up there. Now directly across the waters, puts the teak box on the table in front of him. That's, that's the, the bright desert. There's, uh, there's really not much to look at along the Stores, unless you look at, uh, you're looking for tower, place that uh, a lot of a lot of people used to call Inverness in the legends. Mm. Sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. Just disappears. Wait, wait, wait! wait. I, 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 I interrupted there. I, you know, I'm fascinated with legends. The tower of Inverness is there. They call it the ghost tower. Says they uh, because sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not. Goes it that way? He kind of laughs a bit. He goes, "Might remind you of some place you've heard of before." Mm, yes, very true. We anyway. He goes. The last of the things I need to tell you, I think if I remember the instructions correctly, goes to the north. He goes. You have the gnarly woods, usually patrolled by rangers. That are in the employ of the domain of Greyhawk, but there's also a lot of bandits that live in there in small encampments. But over to the west, you have the Welkwood, much more wild, That's because uh, the elves, the Fae, claimed it as their own. Wouldn't go too deep in there without their permission. Never know what you might find in the Welk. Puts it down, it goes, This is yours. The box is ours? Mm-hmm. Who smiles at you? He says, I saw you. No, he goes, I know. Remember the day you were born. Mother was so proud of the both of you. She knew she'd have to be raising you by herself, but very proud of both of you. I got this box. He pats it on the top. A long, long time before that. And why would you give it? To, why would you give it to us? Because the woman that saved my life did so on one condition: that I save this box for you. She said that she'd send me the two of you when you were 
You are finished. We've gotten, we're finished. I don't know if that's good or bad. How old is this fishmonger? Is he our father? That's right. Looks like he's about maybe 40. No, he can't be. He <laughs> can't be. He could be, but that'd be weird. Yeah, he was, he was a young child then. He, did you know, did you, you well, know of my you father guys... then? Our father. Why? Well, I, I remember when your father came to town. Says, oh, he was a, he was a character. Came from up north. Well, I think he was a, was a wizard too. When did you last hear of him? You know, I made a promise to your mother never to speak of him. Well, it would be unfortunate oh, if we ran into him as where our travails seem to be taking us that way and not even knowing it is. He, he laughs a little bit. He says, young man, he shakes his head. He says, if you see your father again, he says, it would be by the most miraculous of coincidences. My understanding is that he was going toward, going south. And uh, I don't think that, uh, as you know, not too many people go down south and uh, come back. I would think he's dead. Long dead. Do you know why he was heading south? No. I really didn't know him. Saw him, but I really didn't know him. Not, not too many people did. I think he uh, took a shine to your mother for some reason. No, I shouldn't say this of her. She's a good woman, but... Uh, they didn't know each other very long before you were born. Yes. It's obvious based on what we've heard. I, I do not, dis I do not uh, doubt her or diminish her standing to me. She made me. No, she's a, good, she's a good woman. And yes, she did make you both. And look at you too. She goes, well, you're fine, fine young wizards. Yes, yes, uh, yes Corvus. You're going to make safe and very proud one day. She, she, she did make one of us, and she did bring in our sister, Hebe. He, 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 he nods down and says, I see your pup will take no for an answer. He cuts up a little bit ah, of fish. Ah, thank you, sir. Uh, so, so, so we look in the box. So we've got yeah. a box. So, so we, take the bo we, t we grab the box. Are we supposed to bring the box back? Yeah, the box is almost about the size of a guitar oh, case. Okay. We, we take the box. Can he say this for us? He did. But we're supposed to bring. Well, I guess we got to go back. Though. I'm bringing it back. We're supposed to get something for. All right. That's right. We'll bring it back to her. I'm not looking in the box yet. Okay. So we take the box and say thank you, dear sir. I, I don't know if your debt is repaid. I do not know what uh, what else she will want from you. But be safe and may your fishing uh, may your hook always, always catch the best fish. <laughs> and you, he smiles and says. I don't know what will come of me either. He looks up at the rain as it starts to fall. Let's get moving. Yeah, we need to head back. All right. Yeah, we're I, heading back. As soon as I, we, you guys head back. All right. And and I try um, to avoid obviously. Uh, yeah. I, I do strut a little bit just to make the daughters because now that I'm leaving because I have nothing. Oh, else. you do like a little wiggle. Yeah, exactly. Like a Mick Jagger wiggle. Yeah, you do a little. Mm -hmm. Yeah, your tight jeans. <laughs> You're Wrangler. Because I'm an idiot. That's. You run down the street back to the uh, back to the uh, uh, witches, uh, or excuse me, the crone's yeah. tower. And uh, as you do, uh, you're both surprised and not surprised to see that you don't see oh, it. Oh, we're done. We're flying. We're leaving the nest. I That's think we're it. done. We're headed out. Very good. Wow. Okay. Well, but. Go ahead. 
This is Glenn Meadow. Oh boy. Is sitting on the corner of the steps to where it was too. She looks at the both of you as you're coming up. She looks like she's been waiting for you. I I thought they didn't allow garden gnomes to be laying anymore around in Safeton. Are you going to be as rude as your brother? I've been sitting out in the rain for you now for 10 minutes. The least you could do is at least give me a proper hello. Hello. Mrs. Glenn Muddle. He looks at the both of you. It says you have the box, I see. Yes, we have been given the box by our by one who has told us more than you ever did. No, I could have taught you a lot more if she wouldn't have come to my come to my school before you did. Hmm. What do you want, woman? I'm here to pay my debt back. Looks up at you. Walks over. She pulls out a small scroll case. Looks at the both of you. She hands it to your sister. Because this is for you two. When you came to my school, you should know that that woman came exactly 13 days earlier. Told me that you'd be coming. She told me I would teach you for 13 more moons. Then I would turn you out, no matter what it took. So I hired that pompous little tart, Greyhawk, looks over at you. Just because I knew you wouldn't be able to keep your filthy hands off of her. Your, hus- your, your husband must be later, really proud. <laughs> and 13 moons later, there you were on her doorstep. Kind of chuckles. Turns around and starts walking away. Farewell, both of you. So the only thing I learned is jealousy and debt is something that's carried for life. Thank you again for your lessons. You might want to re- read your scroll before you curse my name. Oh, there's no cursing. Apparently you, are, you owe to the one who I adore. Thank you. And, and, and you're a gnome. <laughs> Walks away. Right, so that's, that scroll is yours. You should open it, sister. I was really close to do, using my message spell <laughs> to send her a little parting message. But I decide, why waste a spell? Why waste a good message spell? Oh, you never know when you're going to need Sahara. that. Sahara, yes, right. All right, all right. Now, I better, yeah, because it's going to, once I better read it fast, it starts fading once you open it, you know. But what, well, and the other right. problem is, so it's raining. We're standing, oh, it's in, the raining. Middle, we're standing uh, in the middle of the area. I'm, yes, shelter. Well, we don't, we have, don't we, we, where do we live? Oh, we were. Some of the, some uh, along the road, there are some uh, larger buildings there, and some of them have canopies. Yeah, so we walk over to uh, that. And Carlos, can I ask you a question? So when you apprentice with a magic user, do you typically live with the magic user? So we were living there, yes, right? Yes, almost always. Okay. So, we are yes. so we are currently homeless. Yes. But you are currently but homeless. But still lives in safety. Is that yes. correct? That is okay. correct. But that would be embarrassing. Well, no, we, need, we, we are, we're, I say, come, let's, we need to see our mother and sister before we head on out. Well, and, let's and, qu- uh, I'm so curious. Come, come on, come into this. Well, get out of this canopy. We're standing talking in the rain. Here, come okay, over fine, here. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Let's open this. I, I really want to. I want to. Well, wait, if I open a scroll, mm-hmm. and I read it, 
than, I just have to read it before it starts fading, You would not right? know any of these things. Oh, Who are right. you? Oh, that's right. Just open it. Wait. I'm going to open the box, you open the scroll. Stop thinking. It's not your least I don't, attractive I'm trying to remember attributes. what I learned. Okay, fine. So I'm taking advice. All right. I open this, all right, I open this scroll tube and remove the scroll. You open the scroll case. The scroll tube is a bone scroll case that has uh, silver stoppers on it. Uh, you're able to open it up. There's a piece of parchment that is in there, a single piece of parchment. And three names are written on the piece of parchment. It says Lady Marissa Maynham, Prairie Meadow Hill, and Autumn Tawn. Do we, does these names have any... Do we have? You only know one of them, Prairie Meadow Hill. Prairie Meadow Hill is a member of the youngest member of the Meadow Hill halfling family in town. Prairie is a young man or a young halfling, I should say, that is always in trouble, always in trouble, uh, usually with the law. And as a matter of fact, uh, he has had to serve an apprenticeship to one of the uh, the, the captain of the guard of Safeton. His parents pretty much wrote, rub, uh, washed their hands of him. Excellent. Well, shall we? Uh, we should go find Prairie. I think so. We have a lead to what we know not. That's right. But obviously, we need to go see him. Well, if I look in the box while he's while uh, Mindy. Oh, that's right. While you're look looking, Mindy, uh, uh, you're you look up the. Uh, you're kind of looking around yourself, and you happen to see Darius walking uh, by. He's coming towards you uh, again. Um, as you open the box, what you find inside of there is it's lined with velvet. Okay. And there is some kind of, uh, there's a piece of clothing in there that's wrapped around something solid. Okay. Uh, is it something I can easily reveal or is it bound to the, the object? Uh, no, no, no. You can easily reveal it. You open it up and you find that the, uh, what's inside of it is a cloak of some okay. kind. Wow. It's a black cloak. And along the edge of it, is um, s embroidered silver moons. Yeah. Oh. Just kind of like a star pattern around it. Not, not, um, a, ma not a matching pair. No. Yeah. And inside of there is a, uh, there are three flasks of some kind of liquid. Oh. And finally, a straight 13 inch piece of teak with a silver tip. Whoa. So we appear to have a wand and three flasks. Stop metagaming. I'm not metagaming. How's that met? It's a stick. You heard. You heard. I've been apprentice. I've completed my apprentice. Maybe I wouldn't know. You were I've not never paying attention in that thing because you were more interested in your flights of no, fancy. I was in wand class while you were out cavorting mm. with Mrs. Feathergill or whatever her name was. What you two got there? Here, Darius, come walking up. Just a bunch of junk, I guess. Stuff that we have no hey, idea. You caught anybody tonight? Any uh, pickpockets? No, not unless you count your friend. <laughs> what about uh, do you, uh, this? These, this name does not ring a bell to me. Uh, yeah, we got some Darius, names. the uh, Marissa uh, and Autumn. Do you know those folks? You know everyone around here. Marissa. Yeah. Don't know her. No. no. <laughs> he laughs a little bit. She's one of the best we've got. He goes, she's a new recruit for the guards. Oh. Yeah, she's uh, just, in fact, I think she just got back in town a couple days ago. Yeah. She, um, she lives a little bit to the north over here, uh, 
a little bit north of the fish market. She's, uh, yeah, parents sent her down. Uh, well, first of all, it was I don't, maybe you don't know them because uh, parents are kind of loaded. Ah. They kind of keep their own, I think they don't want to advertise that too much. But they sent Marissa down to some private academy in the Pomage to learn some uh, some weapons uh, skills, I guess. She wants to be in the guard. Shrugs his shoulder. Uh, I thought the Pomage is dangerous. <laughs> it is, unless you've got as much money as her family does. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, she's, uh, do you know if she's attractive? Oh, come on, brother. Cut it out. Wealthy? Well, it depends on your type. He goes, kind you like? Wealthy? Oh, wait. I know what kind you like. She's alive. Ah. <laughs> Good one, Darius. Good one. That's funny. Mm. What about Autumn? I don't know that one. Okay. Oh, so that was all Marissa. I thought that was okay. And yeah, and actually Autumn, that he does, Darius does know everybody. Yeah. It's shocking that he doesn't know yeah. that name. Okay. All yep. right. Let's, we got to go, Darius. We're going to go see Mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He goes, well, hey, whoa, 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 wait. Before you go anywhere, what's what's with that box? Uh, it's got junk in it from... Uh, it was a gift. It was a gift from that. Yeah, from, from Corvus. The, from the, uh, the crone. From I'd like both of you to roll me percentage dice. All right. Immediate attack. Oh, you need you no. need my dice? You come to a game without dice? I have brother? dice, but I, I like the bars. I have a 61. 61. 19. Okay. All right. He looks over at you, over at uh, your brother. He looks kind of somnum. He kind of nods. He goes, all right. He goes, just uh, don't go flashing it around too much. He goes, I don't want to have to bail you guys out of trouble. Oh, we, we're... Thanks, Darius. Our trouble... Our he goes, Prairie's... I don't know if you know... He goes, Prairie's running around here somewhere. Ah, okay. Well, we're, we're looking for that little one. Oh, coincidence. Yeah, so... Turns around walks away. So uh, we'll keep everything in the box for now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it doesn't have a lock or anything on it. It's just... It has a clasp, okay, we'll, but not we'll a... put the clasp on, and uh, I'll, I'll mm -hmm. hold on to the box for now. Okay. Sure. Since I'm probably stronger than you. Probably. I have a, as a, as I have a, a strength of seven. Oh. I didn't want to be... I was trying to be chauvinist, so you walk, but apparently uh, I'm also true. You walk to the area that he told you about? Yes. Yeah. We're not going. We're not going um, to mother. I need you both. I need you both to roll me a twenty. All right. Hey, we're the rain is starting to pick up now. The wind is starting to pick up a little bit, swirling around the streets. Dan rolled a four. I rolled a twelve. Dan, uh, uh, Min, what you notice He's is like when you walk by the fishmongers, the fishmonger's wife is actually out there, and he she's looking at the two of you as uh, you walk by the front of uh, walk by the front of her store. She looks like she might have been crying. Do we know? Do we know her? I mean, we know everybody, right? Yeah, you know her. Yeah, you know her. Uh, her name is Rinda. Rinda. So I'm going to go up to Rinda and say, "Rinda, what's wrong? You everything okay?" <sighs> Nothing I didn't expect. She goes, "You guys are leaving town tonight, aren't you?" Uh, yes. Maybe. How'd you know? Where'd you hear that? Yes, we are. Maybe. Yes. Corvus told me this would happen. Told me that. <sighs> Once his debt was paid, he talked a lot about this day, about you two, and one, 
He says, why, why I always wanted to make sure what you were up to. I hoping that just silly foolishness. Possibly. What are you talking about? You speak in riddles. I don't mean to. My husband told me that one day you'd come to him. And that day he'd be gone. And told me to go inside and get some tea because it was cold. And I came out with a blanket and she looks around. Nothing but the wind. Is she as unattractive as her three daughters? Oh, boy. No. No, she's my average. Oh, well, that, then I, I... Do we need I, a 15-minute break? <laughs> no, I, 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 you know, I console her. Not he in a creepy way. Does she immediately attack no, you? No, not in a creepy way. Let's roll for... He starts no. hunting you. She's I'm like, so sorry. It's all right. You. I had 50 long years with him. Ooh. Well, it's a, a little older than I was thinking. So she looks at you. Yeah, she's about seventy, maybe maybe about this sixty. This is getting awkward. And she looks at you. Uh, but the thing is, he didn't look a day over forty. Oh, okay. Feels better. Seventy's a new forty. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, we uh... do. You, do you know? Do you know what this debt is that he says he had to pay? Well, I never believed it, but I can tell you the story he used to tell Please me. Tell us. He told me he used to be a sailor long, long time ago. And uh, he said it was before Safeton was even built. And he was in the, the sail from Hardby, up and down the Woolly Bay. It was sunk. Mm said that there was a woman that saved his life. Used to call her the crone. You know her. <laughs> he said that she made him swear that she would save his life. Who let him live the lifetimes of ten men if he would do her one favor. Make sure that you got a box under your arm. Should have known when he went to get it that there was something going on. Well, it meant a lot to him, so. You mean a lot to him. You meant a lot to him, too. Yes. He would watch you all the time when you would go out to play. Kids. I think he always knew. He always wondered when it would be time. And I guess that time's now. So you fear has been. So you fear his time has has come and it's it's over Not for him. Be. Why it are you so direct? Absurd. That's my job. Dear woman, it's... dear woman, don't listen to to my sister. Her tactfulness is not her best skill. What what It's all right. I've been trying to prepare myself for this for years and I don't know why it's so hard. Why why did he watch it? What well, do you know what his connection was to us, other than the fact that he, of course, was waiting for I think he just wondered. I think he just wondered when it would be time. Mm -hmm. I think he was kept waiting for you to come out of the fields to the south to you know, playing with the, in the battleground and holding the hand of Crone, waiting to see when you would meet her. He used to talk about you when you, you found out that you were her apprentice, 
We have a I think we have a long journey, dear Rinda. Any any I know this is tough, but we are we must be direct. Any assistance you can give us so that your Corvus's departure is not will at least be not so bitter. It's fine. Please ask your questions. As I said, you were important to him. He spoke about you so much, my daughters think (laughs) that you would be their husband one day. Yeah, that wasn't going to happen. You're right. right. I I, I couldn't let it, I couldn't stop it. I wanted to be, but I just, that's the truth. So, no, no. He tried to tell them many times that you would be leaving town and they wouldn't be able to come with you, but they're young girls. Did, did he ever speak of our father? Yes, once. can't really remember much of what he said besides that something about something about the, to the north. I think he came from the north. Well, that's what everyone says, but he said that too. Okay. Does she have any fish for us for food that we can take? For Vivi? And for Vivi. He looks down at you. She goes, you were so important to my husband. She goes, you can have whatever you want in the, in the what house. What are you going to do now? Well, it's, I'm going to teach my sisters how to, how to monger fish. Okay. As soon as she said we can have whatever in the house, I walked in the house. You can keep talking. She's, <laughs> I, I got what I wanted. Sorry. I asked to collect fish for the trip. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I misunderstood. Oh, I'm not. I'm having my way myself with the three ugly daughters, no. While you're doing that, you hear Poppy and one of her daughters comes around the corner and sees you. She smiles big. Oh, you're you're here. And I keep collecting. I look down and I keep collecting the fish. Yeah, it's it's, it's the oldest one, John. Ah. She comes walking up to you. She goes, are you working with father now? I'm doing his bidding. Collect fish. Oh. Oh, she looks at you. Well, let me help. Oh, okay. Pack, pack up these fish and meet me outside. I walk outside. I'm sorry. Wait, am I, are you the? I'm not with you. There, no, right? I walk back outside. Okay. He goes. Well, aren't you going to stay and help? Uh, no, and I walk outside. <laughs> I'm going to. You walk outside. Okay. Your brother walks outside. He smells of yes. fish. Hey, what the hell's wrong with you? It's you awful. Know, I'm not awful. I'm gonna, we have, All right. Are we here to support Corvus's mission, or are we here to be chip chit chat? What do you mean, Corvus's? Huh? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Which one's Corvus? Donna comes out about maybe two minutes later. She has this big bundle of fish. Ah. Good job. Since you didn't say how much, so I just got what we would usually give family. Wonderful, Jana. Thank you. Perhaps this. She smiles. She goes, it's fresh smell. Ah, ah, beautiful. We, we remember the smell of this before we came out to, to wizard. Once I became a mighty wizard and my sister here. I know. I know, she says. I'm sure that you can do all kinds of things. Yes, right now. we are v- very powerful. Hopefully one day the farmer you marry, will. I can, you can introduce me to him one day. Her mom starts to chuckle. She says, well... He goes, why are you thinking of taking up plow soon? No, we're off. And you walk yes, off? Yes, I walk off. I say, I... I Donna, please. You see her, her mother put her hand on her shoulder. 
I, as soon as she gave me the fish and she said that, I turned away and said, we, I, I, headed, <laughs> I headed that way. I, I give, I, I hug the, the, uh, the wife. And um, when I take her hand, I, I press two gold pieces into her hand and I, I whisper to her, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I wish you the best. Good luck. Looks at you and she goes, please be safe. She leans, uh, her daughter leans forward. She goes, please keep Somnum safe. Make sure he comes back home uh, wherever he's going. Well, well, well. Mother, where is he going? Hurry, sister, we're wait well, I'm waiting. It's right. We'll, 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 we'll be back. We, we will see you again. May the, I hope soon. Uh, may, 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 may your well, hook always have a fish on its head. That's hand. right. Goodbye. That is the safetyn. That's uh, the safetyn saying. That's right. It's like right. aloha. Exactly. All right, we're off. You leave. Yeah. And uh, pretty soon you get up to the... Uh, you start to walk up to the uh, towards the the richer areas of town, which passes right by more of the docks area. It's a nice overlook where the where the sea starts to rise up a little bit. Uh, the the street starts to rise up, and there seems to be some kind of commotion going on uh, a little bit to your a uh, little bit over to the side. You see Prairie standing mm. there. It looks like a whole crowd is gathered around one of the docks. Okay. All right. We we proceed. Right. We walk going, towards. Let's go yeah. up. Yeah. What do we hear? He kind of looks over, sees the both of you, goes, "You're here finally." Yes, we're here. Yeah. And so are what, you. It's. Because hey, they're here. They're here. There's two women that are over there with him. One of them is a tall, statuesque woman. She's probably about maybe six foot no. tall. Uh, kind of thin. Uh, really all muscle. Very lean. Uh, wearing leather armor, she's got a spear in her hand. She's kind of leaning on short cut blonde hair, um, kind of eyeing you up. These hawkish, kind of predatory blue, steely blue eyes that she looks at the both of you with. And there's a woman that's sitting next to her, uh, sitting right next to her, actually on the docks, a little bit of a like a little post that's there. She's got a, a mug in her hand. She's kind of, um. Maybe even a little bit plump. She's wearing kind of green, greenish robes. Uh, she's uh, got uh, kind of Alberni curly hair that comes resplendent down her. She's kind of watching you carefully over the edge of her mug. Prairie walks up to the two of you. Well, you ready? I, I walk past Prairie and to the tall, uh, obviously fighting woman, and I am Sanam. Who are this treasure that is before me? What is your name? Oh, did we lose him? Oh, I don't know. Did we lose him? Oh, oh. oh okay. He looks at you. Oh, looks down at her at the other woman. She goes, talking to me. I am talking to you. Not her. <laughs> oh. Or him. Or this one. Oh, uh, well, they're here. They're here. The, the crowd starts kind of coming around to the side. Your mother's in the crowd. Oh. And uh, says, my name's Marissa. Ah. She says, looks over at you. Because mm. you're Somnum. That must make you Mindy, right? I am Mindy. Nuts. Well, I guess we're supposed to be off then, right? Where is Autumn? She looks over. That's me. The woman finishes her oh. mug, puts it head down. You see her clip it on her, under her belt, looks over at you. The both of you, to you, kind of chuckles a little bit. 
Right. <laughs> turns around and starts walking down the pier. Okay, I'm going to, I'm taking out a piece, a short piece of copper, and I am going to, while the halfling isn't looking, I'm going to point at the halfling and cast message and whisper to him, tell Mendy everything, everything you know. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to cast sleep and tie you up. That's what I'm going to do. I'm trying to use the spell. Your mother starts pushing her way through the crowd to you. Ew. She says, is it true? What's true, mother? That you're leaving. Tell yes, we are. Organize this whole thing, and, and you weren't even going to tell me? You weren't even going to take Vivi? He becomes walking out of the crowd, comes up to you. She uh, walks over to both of you, looks up, waiting uh, to hear what... Uh, and I pick up Hebe. You see Prairie kind of start looking around a yeah. little bit. I pick up Hebe and go, why are you speaking of this way? Hello. And I put the, take the, my little sister up. Hi, big brother. That's how right. you doing? We're playing with it. Do not get her distressed. We, we don't know what we're, we are just gathering information. I don't know what this crowd is about. You're going on a boat trip, I heard. We may need to leave for a bit, but we'll be back very soon. Do not worry, mother. Do not worry. She looks over at you. She goes, that's the voice, you, that's the tone of voice you always have when I need to worry. Then you, but you worry all the time for me, mother. Marissa looks over at her. She has her spear over her shoulders right now, hangs, hanging over it. Looks at you and says, he doesn't have anything to worry about. He's going to be fine. Oh, I feel. And we're not necessarily going on a boat, little yeah. one. He looks over at her. Prairie looks back at you. This is what you hear. A kind of a whispering in your ear. Well, we all got notes from you that you were gonna we're going on. You're you're asking about a uh, an expedition. We were either gonna go over land or we were gonna go by sea. We we're supposed to meet you here. Uh, apparently, we are all, all uh, directed by notes. Right. Appar apparently, the halflings on. Twitter. I still have mine. A, a, a small piece of paper directs the lives of all of us. Mm -hmm. Apparently the fates have, like the, like the woolly bay, we are being tossed about. Apparently. What shall we do, Mendy? As, as, and before you say, I, I say we take the boat. I don't actually listen to you. I just was kind of just pretending that I wanted your so be it. input. So be it. Winds are pretty strong tonight, the woman with the gray, with green robe says, looks out there. What should you suggest then, uh, Autumn? Is your name? It really. She looks back at you. She goes. It really depends. She goes. Where do you want to go? Greyhawk, the free city of. Really, by a hard be, I'd assume, right? That's to the north, the mouth of the river. Of course. Well, yeah, of course, Hardby. Yes, indeed. Would you suggest we? Would you no. suggest we stop at Hardby? She looks at you. She goes. I don't have any kind of suggestion. My understanding is that you two were directing this this operation, and I think that I think that we should we should be all right going to Harby. Yes. That's the wind. The way that will give us more fame and fortune, and Greyhawk is a city that is for ours for the taking, and maybe we can learn beyond. This backwaters town. But I think when we get on of the course, boat, I'm realizing I'm saying things I shouldn't say, like this the backwater town and everything else, and I eventually get quiet. Right. Marissa kind of takes her spear and stops it on the on the uh, deck of the pier. 
for once, she goes, someone is speaking my language. Because I'll wait for you on the boat. Wait. Turns around, walks. Can I? I also wait. You can do I? You want. Do, I thank you. But I, I, I've, I've walked on. With, I've He's walked on, on the with boat. Marissa. I would yeah. like to. I'm going to pray to Farligan to see if I get any sort of guidance uh, as to. Roll me a percentage dice. By the way, uh, Somnum, she cuts a fine feminine form. She's very athletic, yeah. very tomboyish, but she's got a great yeah. body. Yeah. I, so, I, so let's just understand what's happening here. I'm praying to my deity, and I'm you, praying to mine, who's uncaring. <laughs> and you're looking for action. I see someone who is has my idea of what we should be doing. Twenty-seven, sir. Okay. Um, you don't really feel anything, but what you do feel is uh, the hand on your shoulder uh, as you're praying. It says, "If you really want to pray," Autumn says. We should pray to the gods that are going to help us. And who might those be? She takes her mug out and she puts it on the ground. She goes, do you know what day it is? We were told this. Uh, Pours out something from a small cask into the into the mug. Uh, would I know? Would this have any- yeah, it's the first day of Petchwal. Okay, so... First day of would, autumn. Okay, so would I understand when she says pray to the deities that will help us? Would I understand which deities she's referring to? Not necessarily, and, no. Uh, and I, would I understand why she's poured? Is it Yolana? Is she a, a priestess of Yolana? No, she's, she's a oh. human. I don't understand, I say, Autumn. She looks back at you, she says. Drink up. Today is the first day of Patchwall. It's a holy day. It goes to the goddess of the brew. And of autumn and to the wind. She smiles. And she pulls out a holy symbol, the symbol of a mug. Because I'm a priestess of the goddess Wenta. And and Carlos, let me ask you this. In in Greyhawk, is it somewhat can people be polytheistic? And would it be it would be okay? Yeah, you can revere different gods. So we can and 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 well and, and and would it be insulting to my deity? So can I can I not to your deity in particular? Farlingen is not one of those kind that's really militaristic about being absolute with it. Okay, so it, so all right, so all right, then I then I I will drink. Yeah, you drink up. The beer is actually really really good. Um, a little bit strong. It, it's kind of like a more like a a, a heavier beer, but uh, it's uh. It's re- it's probably the best beer you've ever had. And, and tell me again, did, did, Wenta, what is uh, Wenta's background? Wenta is the Iridian goddess of the of the air, of autumn, and of the brew. She is one of the four goddesses of the seasons, or the four gods of the seasons. The Iridians believed she has a brother named uh, Telcher, who is the god of winter. Her sister Atroa is the goddess of spring. And her sister, Sotilian, is the goddess of summer. Okay, so would it be customary, say, then to pray to Wenta for, you know, to have good travels and good weather? No, actually, Wenta would be a really fringe goddess in this okay. area. Okay. Yeah, she would be more of a cult in oh. this area than a than a real true faith. Okay, all right. Her, her, I know of her from your from your discussions with your mistress because it was important to her that you guys knew about religion, but in particular, 
this this goddess is very rare okay. around here. Okay. The only people that would probably revere her is uh, maybe a bartender or somebody that was a brewmaster. Okay. So I'm gonna. All right, I'm gonna get on the boat too. Who is guiding us? Is it clear who is gonna be sailing this ship? And how? It was your dime. <laughs> you hear Marissa say, "Let's over." Uh oh. Yeah, let's over your shoulder. She goes, "I thought you guys bought the okay. boat." Yeah, what does the boat look like? <laughs> is this a dinghy? <laughs> no, the boat is. Uh, it looks like kind of a a small sailing okay. vessel. Maybe like a. Uh, um, maybe not not quite a sloop, but maybe a little bit smaller. Oh wait, than that. I think I'm starting to understand it now. There's just a boat. There's not like a captain waiting for us. Right. It's not like the ferry. It's not. This is not the Woolly Bay ferry. Yeah. It is not the right. Woolly Bay ferry. Gosh. There's a boat. Do we? We know. I, we have some sailing skills, I would assume, right? If we, since our secondary. You skills. do. After all, you are a fisher. Right. That was our. We rolled. We both rolled the same secondary skill. That's for right. Him. Okay. Literally rolled thirteen or whatever. Wow. So okay. So we're we're heading out to Woolly Bay on this small sailing vessel. Right. You and me. I, I care only of impressing Marissa. So if if that's what she thinks we need to do, that's what we're doing. Do we? She looks at both of you. She says, "Listen, I want you both to know, because as long as I'm here, you don't have anything to worry about." Oh, I knew that from the first time I met you. Oh, well, she's Prairie just kind of rolls his eyes as he gets on the boat. Because. He goes, settle down, lover boy, as he pants your stomach as he keeps walking by. <laughs> oh, uh, so are we going to be able to navigate? Are we navigators? Are we just... We're intelligent fishermen. Marissa looks at the both of you two like, are, are you serious? I'm not speaking to... I'm, not, I'm ignoring her. I said, get on the boat, Mendy. Excuse me for asking if we know how to navigate before we like head out into the Autumn, woolly bay. Yeah. All right. He goes, isn't it that way? Yes, we're going, th yes, we're going that way. I have no idea. We're going that way. Doesn't matter. No, you know what we're gonna do? We need to, okay, so I guess what, we can talk about this when we're on the boat. Cause I wanna talk about maybe, I'm thinking maybe we go to a fax. All right, the is good news is we're not gonna know where we're gonna go cause we have no idea. We're gonna it's get just on the random. Boat. Right, we're gonna sail the boat. Right. We're not navigators, we're gonna sail. We can sail the boat. Hmm. But I'm not letting you up. Yes, we're casting off soon. I brought fish for us. And, we, and we have Vivi. That's right, we have the dog. Right. Vivi jumps on yeah. the boat. She's looking. She's patting yeah. and looking over the. So I start barking orders like. Oh, that's I know why you got the fish for Vivi, to bring along for Vivi. Yes. I brought big brother. Bye, big sister. Yes. Bye, Vivi. We will be back Bye. soon. We shall return. Everybody's starting to cheer for you on the on the thing. Uh, the you push off from the 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 docks, and as the moonlight is rolling over, the woolly bay, the rain at your back, that's, the wind is at your Celine back. That's or or Luna. 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 Okay. Marissa's standing at the bow next to statuesque. Oh, I'm right. I'm doing the, uh, the Titanic scene. Prairie's <laughs> at the back, kind of trying to get some sleep. Priestess is over next to the sails, looking back and forth. And you begin off on your adventure. Yes. And, uh, and I would say, uh, now would be a good time, Autumn, to uh, have, have a sermon for all of us. Wait, so these three with us on the yes. boat? Yes. Oh, okay. So those three, they're coming along. There's five of us. Wow. You just they, figured this why out? Why are they coming along? Yes. I thought they were just pushing us uh, off. Why are they coming along with Mendy us? Mendy is, you're always a day late and a dollar short. I really am. You truly yeah. are. I really am. So gentlemen, that is the beginning of your hex crawl. That's right. Crawl. We love it. During the, time, during the time of your hex crawl, you have learned everything that you really need to know about the history of safety and this hex, as I promised I yep. would do. 
You have a raison d'etre for your adventure and your characters. You have a party that you're going with because you are both magic users and you would die very quickly <laughs> without that. And yes. uh, you have some very interesting background and backstory for you two to manage. Wonderful. We are, we are, we are ready for our hex crawl. Into the woolly bay. Thank you, Carlos. That was great. That was beautiful. You, hey, no problem at all. Oh, and one last thing. I set the adventure up purposely so that you guys could go wherever you wanted. Yep. You're not beholden to go in any direction. Fantastic. Yeah. So. so now we could. Well, next episode we have to decide. Uh, we're on the ship. Now we need to move forward. Right. And I'll get with Victor Dorso uh, offline, and I will tell him a little bit about your friends. Excellent. Who I have full character sheets wow. made up for, That's, okay. and that we're on a boat and we're moving forward. We're headed north. That is maybe. The, well, we think we are because our our dad went south. Right, but we think we're going north. That's true. That was the plan. I was the plan. No, the plan is we're going to Greyhawk because that's where Marissa wants to go because I intend to. I've forgotten about the mistress. I, I'm, I have new sights. It doesn't take much to distract me. Sanm is not known for loyalty. Only to you in some weird, twisted way. Right. Actually, it's because you keep following me. If you just stayed. You, and Vivi. And Vivi. Vivi is the only. Vivi, Vivi than me. Right. Uh, yes. <laughs> Vivi, everyone else, you. That's right. Carlos, thank you so much. Thank that you, was Carlos. perfect. That Wonderful was excellent. as usual. Thanks, guys. I hope you and your. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope your viewers well, enjoyed and it. I, and I hopefully uh, we are going to survive long enough for all for this him work. to do another one. <laughs> for all this work to be. This might be off. the last one he does. Because with Vic, you never know. It could happen. This is this is Vic's. Okay, so you're in Woolly Bay. Where's the random monster yeah. on the DMG? Uh, a kraken oh. comes. Yeah. And when Viv, when Victor and I spoke about this before, he was going to, or actually, it was you and I who spoke about this before. Victor's the encounter guy. I'm yeah. a, I'm a story right. and history yeah. guy. Right. He's right. Right. Carlos is the destination DM. Right. And Vic is the travel DM. Yes. Well, that's what that's what we need to do. Is we'll need to go try to get to. Wherever we think we're going, survive it, and then we'll have to bring Carlos on if he's willing to, uh, you know, close up that loop when we get to wherever we're going to be. Right. Assuming we went with Darhar. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. I think it will be really cool in my in my imagination. I think it'd be really cool to see where Victor leaves me off and see what I can do with you know whatever the the consequence of your last adventure yeah, was. It'll be a little bit random for me yeah. that way than. Uh, use my imagination. Okay, a bit. well, we'll plan on. Uh, I, I don't know if he'll be on next week or the following, but two or three sessions. You know, it'll be after uh, we are on his show. So again, uh, February uh, is it eighteenth? We're on with you on Castle Talk. I believe it's February nineteenth or eighteenth. I'm not it's sure. Monday. Um, it's yeah, I believe it's yeah. I think it's the nineteenth, but uh, I'd have to look at my yeah. calendar to be sure. I'm not thinking that far ahead because I'm so deep in writing modules yeah, right yeah. now and writing Grog Talk. Oh, yes, <laughs> and it's typically Monday night, correct? It's, so yeah, Monday would yeah. be the seventeenth of February. Yeah, I uh, I may actually send you guys uh, your your party's uh, character sheets offline so that you have an opportunity because I think you guys would talk on the on the journey and that will save Victor some expository. Sounds great. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, like I said, I uh, the whole idea was to teach everyone about the hex you yeah. were in. I hope you learned about that hex that saved it. Oh my goodness, you oh, learned a ton. A lot, a lot. And, yeah, I, and and about the Wild Coast in general. What so year is this again? I know it's obviously past... 600 six, CY okay. is when I run my okay. games. But I have created this game in such a way that Victor can do whatever he wants to with time because as you learned from your interactions with the fishermen, yeah. 
Time is doing some really weird things right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. You will notice that I described explicitly, if you were paying attention, that it was not raining at certain times, and it was. I mentioned the moon being in a different place than it was once as well. Well, and you also mentioned that uh, Corvus looked 40 years old and his wife looked 70. So, yes, time is doing some very strange things. Which, I'll let you which means I've probably married and divorced most of the women here already. Yes. And you may be actually my stepdaughter. Oh, come on. This is awful. <laughs> Thank, thank you again, Carlos. Thanks, that was Carlos. a lot of fun. We'll see. We'll talk to you in a couple no weeks. No problem, guys. Have have a good day. I, I'll, I'm, I'm signing off. I yeah, guess. Yeah. If you want, absolutely. Yeah. Right. We're just going to finish up a couple of things, and uh, we're going to head on out. So thank you so much. Bye, bye, Carlos. All right. Bye. All right. That was awesome. That was amazing. I mean, you know, that's we asked for about just a little a mini, a twenty minute or so, and yeah. you know, you got that's that was a full session. That was, that was a full great. session. Well then, we need did, to we need to kind of wrap up here. How did you learn that they were coming? When did they? When did he say that they were coming? I obviously lost that part. I, I knew we show up. They're all standing there. They got the boat. When did it become? Or was it just kind of obvious that they were coming with us? Um, once he told us there were three names of people. You like. And one was a halfling. I assume. Oh, you're like the party. This must be the party. Yeah, this is the gathering okay. of the fellowship. So that was my. But we still don't know. There's a lot of backstory. We don't really know. We don't know them. We don't know where we're why going. Why they are with us. We really have no coming. idea where we're going. Yeah, we have no idea. We mean, well, we we'll go north. We're going to go north. Well, when in doubt, go to Greyhawk. Oh, we're going to Greyhawk. And we may not end up there. We may get... That's up to Vic. Because, sure. well, and, and, you know, we haven't... This is one of the future episodes we're talking about is overland travel is fraught. If you don't have a ranger, you don't have people yeah. know, you can get lost very easily. Well, uh, waterborne travel would be interesting too because then there's a whole section in the DMG on waterborne travel, right? Yep, that's right. So maybe we should take a little read of that before the next session. Uh, or we can let Vic do it for us. and That's true too. And yeah. let him do and it and then we can talk. About... Yeah, I, I, we have one of the segments that was going to come up that uh, here it is. Uh, where is it? We talked about it. Uh, alternate forms, is that it? Alternate forms of combat? No, yeah, waterborne. Well, that's combat, sorry. That's but, yeah, thing. maybe, what do you think? Maybe do water, talk about waterborne? Yeah, okay, well, I guess we add that to the list. Okay. We've, we've gotten a bunch of things. Are we doing, can we do it? We're doing our segment? Sir, we can do... Let's do it. Whatever you want. What time is it? Let's it's, do it. It's like three, three o'clock. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not... Modes of travel. Hold on, I gotta put this down. Modes of travel. I'm rolling for which one we're going to do on the random encounter, the Fiend yes. Foley. Or yeah. one, two, what's one, two, three, Fiend? Yes. Dorsal roll. Oh, no, it's Monster Mana 2. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you, people are getting their money's worth today. I will give them that. I know. We're doing it every other week, but I feel like we're doing it twice <laughs> as long. It's <laughs> not worked out the way we planned. In fact, the gnomes are they're sleeping now. Those, those gnomes are terrible. They're I saw these and I gnomes. thought, look at look at this one. He's picking his nose. I think oh, that's amazing. Come on, <laughs> that's great. Look at them. This is the finest that China could make. And look okay, at them. you know why you can't bring dead me? doll eyes. You know why you can't bring me down? Uh, Official Delph approval. That's true. This, There's these, nothing you can do today. We joke about gnomes. Da, 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 not da, 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 gonna. Official not bringing me down. Okay. Official Delph. Approved. Guy guys right. didn't get it. That's right. We got it. Yep, absolutely. So when I roll in D10 first? Yeah, it'd be great if it was waterborne, wouldn't it? That would sort be. Sort of waterborne. Waterborne I can lie, but it's two. It's a dungeon. It's a dungeon. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, six. Six. Is that what you got? I think you are. Yeah, you have good memory. Six. All right, monster level six. Uh, seven. Oh, yeah, you did that nonsense. Yeah. 
Oh, I just had one of these. There's one of these in Lyra Medusa. Oh, Oktag. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Oktag? Yeah. So I actually was just reading up on this. That's the original Monster Manual, right? Yes. It's an old one. He's basically like a refuse. How did I? Yeah, he's Monst a garbage. You don't have your Monster Manual? I did. Oh, did I take it? Oh, oops. <clears throat> how did that I really don't know how that happened. I really don't. <laughs> we can watch it on YouTube. Slate a hand. Three hours. I mean, it's, you know. So by the way, for those who are still enduring this, yeah, he, or just tuning in. Or just tuning waking in. Up, yeah. That's right, they're just waking up in the West Coast. Mm -hmm. um, he couldn't find his first encounter. What's the first thing he does? He sends me a text saying, do you, I still have it here? I, I didn't know. have it. You know what would be terrible? Is Why don't you look at your, your stuff before you text No, because my wife, it was on the desk, and she stuck it in between a bunch of papers. You know what would be awful is if Eric Haas overslept for his painting class. Oh, that would be terrible. <laughs> You'd be like those stupid jerks. Right. Okay, okay, so the o you pronounce, say it again, you say it? I, it's Okyug. I've heard Okyug, but I, I've always said Okyug. We're gonna need to make sure that Jeannie makes your dorsos up next week. Okay, Odiug. All right, so, it's the, so we're now doing Random Encounter. This is the session where we randomly roll a monster to talk about that yeah. monster, and then that monster fights that's right. the, the winner. The, the winner, the, the reigning champ. The reigning champ is the divine jelly. That's right. An divine, ochre jelly, an ochre right? jelly. Not a royal jelly, almost. That's kind of the joke as a B thing, but it's different. Go ahead. Okay. So we got the Odia. So a frequency. This is what scares me. It's uncommon. But that scares me. Yeah. It's not rare. No. It's uncommon. Correct. And it's got one slash two, a number appearing. What, what does, that, does mean? that mean? I don't know. Oh, does the parentheses mean NPC two? Uh, AC three. That's not. Yeah, that's not terribly high. Kind of slow moving. A lot of hit dice. Six to eight. I assume we have three different sizes. Is that what's going to yep. happen? Yeah. Three attacks. Those are always brutal. The one to eight. One to eight. Two to five. Special attacks. Disease. Special defense. Never surprised. Cannot be surprised. Never. So you. It doesn't matter what I roll. You're not surprising me. Oh, uh, so I'm not. It doesn't matter what you. That's right. It doesn't matter what you roll because I'm surprised. You're not surprised. I, I could be surprised. Right. Alignment's neutral. Medium to large. No psionics. These weird monsters. Oh, we should give a picture here for. Yep. For those on the. Uh, they're probably not. I know we got the lighting doesn't work very well, right? So they probably aren't seeing that, are they? Yeah, it's a little. It's a little hard. I mean, I think what we have to do is hold it up here. We'll, we'll go hold it up again. Uh, See if we do that. There we go. Oh yeah. Wait, that's not bad. Yeah, I don't know where it is. There it is. It's there. They see it. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I was looking at the one on the other side. Yeah, don't. Yeah, it's fine. It's all good. That was, um, and, it, and let's face it, who listening to this show doesn't have a monster manual? Right. Right? Okay. These weird monsters are omnivorous scavengers. Not at all hesitant about adding a bit of, oh, I like this, not at all hesitant about adding a bit of fresh meat to their diet of dung, offal, and carrion. They hate direct sunlight or bright light, so they are found underground in most cases. Usually, 90% of the time, only a single individual is encountered for Odiog typically live in partnership with other subterranean monsters. Oh, I like this part. The Odiog will dwell in a true state with other powerful monsters in order to scavenge droppings and other leavings. So basically, it's like those, what are those things that attach to sharks? Remoras. So they're basically like kind of parasitic. They, so they follow around and they eat the dung. Is this what's happening? Yeah, that's it. So they're like, the, you want the... Or they eat the fowl, the things that the other creatures don't eat. Right. That's well, why they're always found in sewers and they're found in la near layers where, like, uh, orcs' layers, when they throw their waist down, you know, shoot. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what this was in. It was a, uh, it was basically, it was the latrine. Yeah. 
Oh, there's a big pile of, yeah, Don. What's offal? O-F-F-A. It's another, it's another word for poop. Oh, is it? Yeah. Carrion, of course, is, but that's dead stuff, right? Yeah. Dead creatures. I think offal is like another residue, but we could look that up. So, uh, and so they, they, I guess they clean up. They're a little yeah. bit like the... Uh, yeah, they're, they're God's little helper. Like the, uh, what's the thing, the big gelatinous cube kind of yeah, thing? Like that's right. They help clean? Got to keep the dungeon clean. Do you think that you'd have gelatinous cubes, like you just have one just to clean? Right. That's right? Like, that's why they're down there. Like, someone's like, well, let's trap a gelatinous cube. Yep. Well, what the, the gelatinous cube would be thrilled, wouldn't he? Yeah. You just go on. It's Symbiotic. like the street cleaner. That's the whole ecology. Delph approved. Yeah. The real Delph approved. Absolutely. Okay. And gelatinous they... cube, any of those slimes and jellies, a lot of them, that's their purpose as they go through and... Because... You know, that was the comment of Tomb of Horrors. Why is the uh, tomb so clean? You know, because mm -hmm. it's resetting itself. And that's kind of the thought of the, um, that these dungeons are alive. If they're not static, actually the dungeon is almost a personification of it. And this is kind of a, you know, it's a body and these mm -hmm. are parts of the body that keep the organism, the dungeon oh, alive. that's kind of scary. So yeah. like you're going through like blood vessels and things like that right. and you're, organs. And, and that the dungeon is actively trying to destroy you if you're an interloper. Oh. So it's kind of like when you didn't know in Star Wars, they didn't know, they thought they were in it's an asteroid or something. Right, and that's it's right, it's no asteroid. Right. Exactly. It's no, it's no asteroid. That's right. Okay. Uh, in, in most cases, Odiog live in piles of dung and rubbish and thrive there. So here's the deal. Players now, they see a pile of dung. Yeah. They're like, I mean, not only is there good reasons to stay away from a pile of dung Rot in general. Rubs, slimes. That's not good. Uh, undeads, ghouls, a lot of things don't like it. And Odiog. And Odiog. Okay. Which is why you have to have the best treasure in there, so that they... That's that's what Lyra Medusa had. You had, you know, you, you, of course you got a gem in there or something. Right. The Odiog has a sensory organ exactly. stalk, a sensory organ stalk, okay, and two tentacle arms, which protrude from its hideous body. The eyes are always thrust above the offal the creature layers under, and this prevents surprise. Oh, so the eyes... The eyes are always thrust above, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, its tentacles have sharp ridges and are used to deliver smashing blows to prey. The creature's mouth is sucker-like and filled with many teeth. It bites any, if it bites, its victim is 90% likely to be infected by disease, typhus. Uh, these monsters have no interest whatsoever in treasure, as right. humans know it, but their partners may, occasionally making the guarding of treasure they value a condition of allowing Odiog to dwell in semi-symbiosis with them. Odiog speak their own language and are semi-telepathic. That's mm. interesting. Thus often able to communicate with other life forms when the Odiog so desire. Okay, so this has been very interesting to me. So basically what you want is if you're building, the I'm building the goblin lair. Right. I should be thinking Odiog, right? So we've got, uh, we've got they go in there, they, they, they do their business on the dungeon floor, and there's an Odiog there. Right. And he, he eats it? He eats yeah, that's it. It's it. a circle of life. It's the whole... Who eats the Odiog poop? It doesn't say it produces poop. Maybe it produces <laughs> methane gas, which then the lichens on the... I mean, yeah, I'm sure... Don't cast... Don't, don't let a torch Who do we there? have to talk to? Ed Greenwood? Uh, <laughs> the Ecology, Ecology of the, the Odiog. I wonder if that ever happened. I'm sure it has. Oh, he has to write that if he hasn't. Yeah, I'll get right on. I'm sure that's the first thing he wants to do. By the $200,000 Kickstarter, he will do the entire Fiend Folio. Excuse me, we're Delph approved. Delph approved. Uh, He'll do it for us. That's right. Right, come He'll on. He'll do it. Officially right. Delph approved. you got to add the official. I got it. Oh, what is the Neo Odiog? That's a new version of it. It says C also. Yeah. But it's in this book. It's under N. It is. Because there it is. What? 
Neo Odiog or a larger, powerful. oh, so it's like the giant Odiog? Basically. Yeah, it's got more features. More intelligent species of Odiog. Yeah. Oh, because the other one was an animal, probably. Yeah. Let me see intelligence. No, oh, low average. Low average. Oh, they're not that Well, they're semi-telepathic. I mean, they've Oh, that's right. Oh, this is average to vary. Yeah. They conform to the general characteristics of Odiog and are even more aggressive in their hunting of prey. Oh, so these are like poop eaters on the move. Right. I gotcha. Also... The Neo-Odiog are slightly better at telepathic communication. Some specimens of these creatures reach eight feet diameter and a height of three feet or more. So this is basically, someone was like, well, we need a cooler Neo-Odiog. We want it better. Right. This one wasn't big enough and good enough. Right. But what I do appreciate is we got the picture. Right. They show you how it's, how it's done. And they show you the people. Right. The poor characters are being attacked. So the first thing we need to figure out with this one is what hit dice it is. And technically, I'm going to make a ruling because I'm going to be that way. There's a 90% chance yeah. that there could be two of them. Usually, only one is encountered. It actually has a specificity. Do we want to say it's yeah. always one or do we just we want to try to roll the 90%? Well, I like your idea. Uh, we need to be careful in not saying this always applies to number appearing, right? right. But this is a special. So right. if they it has it. a parenthesis next to it, right. then we will do it. I, I, I like that. I like that, too. Okay, so right. roll percentages. What are we going to do? So what's this the... is to see 90, right. 90 or above. It's a, there's two 90, of, 91 or above. That's correct. Right, okay. All right. Which one's this one? <laughs> the 10 and the 8. So that's right. me trouble. Oh, 89. 89. That's up. So there's Ooh. one, one Odeod. You know, because you know what I would have said if that had happened. What? Oh. Odiog. Oh, Odiog. Exactly. Oh, Odiog. All right. Uh, D6. Now For we have you. to figure out what hit dice this is. Oh, you're right. So I assume we just roll, roll yeah, a six-sided. One to th two is six. Three to four is seven. Five, six is eight. Wait, do we have some, some betting going on here? So what's an ochre jelly like? Uh, not as good as an Odiog. Very close. Six hit dice. Oh, AC8. Yeah. Oh, and you get three attacks. The Odiog should win this. It thing. should be a beatdown. The Odiog should win this. You're right. Right. And there's no poison going on or no. anything. What is the ochre jelly? It doesn't the, like. The ochre jelly just going to get. It lashes out. It does this dissolve a, flesh. This is a very weird. This could happen, though. Right. They're hanging out in the dungeon. That's right. I, 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 the Odiog is like, wait, I smell some poop. Heads on down there. And an ochre jelly. He comes around the corner. Exactly. And there's an ochre jelly. And. Oh, but he's never scared. I mean, he's never surprised. Right. It's uh, seven hit dice. Okay, seven hit dice. Do you want me to roll it now? No, no, we don't. We, okay. You he only roll have, if necessary. He may not have been hit. How do, you know, we don't even know if he's going to get hit. So uh, So this is the divine jelly. Oh, right. and we have to remember to pray at the, I like the, at the end of it to send and do a beat down okay. on the winner. Do you like okay. that? I like that. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That'll okay, well. excellent. Okay. So uh, the, They're sending uh, I am the ochre jelly, right? You're the ochre you're the challenge. So you're rolling to see if you were surprised That's when right. I come around the corner. I saw you. No. No. So now it's just initiative. That's too bad. Oh, we've got to roll distance, how far we are. Okay. Uh, D6 plus four. Is, no, it's D6 plus four. D6, yeah. Something like that. 70, 70 feet away. So you slid, you know, you slid yeah. around and you see, uh, actually, the ochre jelly slid around oh, we're the both slow. You're three inches. I'm six inches. It's, it's like... It's Gonna take a while. It's gonna. We'll be back in twenty minutes. <laughs> Two hours yeah, later. Yeah, this is a really move to close. Okay, yeah. so we're we're a little bit away. So now it's initiative. Uh, you're gonna attack. Yes, I'm attacking. I'm not parlaying. Four. You're not gonna use your semi telepathic thing no, to talk no. to me. Run. All right, it's all yours. This could take forever. All right, so I move my three inches. That's my oh. round. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Is Kelly is Kelly available? Can we get him back on? <laughs> or Carlos? All right. You, I'll, I'll, you, you always like me. And now the jelly moves. Yes. Creeping like the block Notice. slowly. Notice it's... The Oteog. All right. Now so, the Oteog moves to close. So we, let's say we ultimately close. Yes, we are. We, are within, so now we, we end rolling? up within 10 feet. Now it's initiative. I like that because I get a new roll. That's right. That worked out for me. Great. It is. Four. Okay. Beat down common. You get, you get your attack. Okay, let's do it. AC eight. Your ace, your seven hit dice. That's yeah. pretty good. Oh, it's an eight. Uh, you may hit. I may hit. I probably did hit, didn't I? Okay, so you... Oh, and I have three. Well, hang on. I'm rolling three you, of yeah. these. You, I'll tell you when you eight, miss. Eight, eight, five. You hit all three times. Oh, this is going to be a beat down. Literally yeah. a beat down. Yes, this and is a, a bite down. down. This is a beat down. All right, let's do it. One to eight. Here we go. Let's make this fast. The poor divine jelly. That's a five. He should have went back to his to his thing. That's a five. That's ten. Wow, this could be faster than I thought. That's ten. Fourteen points of damage. Okay, he's minus fourteen. He took. You've taken it. You you see the Otug strike uh, with its appendages and its maw. We'll have to roll percentages. Oh, see and if now you got do you tetanus. smell too now. This is ninety percent chance I got tetanus. Oh, that's right. Oh, I have tetanus or no, typhus. You do? Oh, you're ninety percent like wow. These things are pretty nasty. Yeah. They're kind of nasty, actually. Yeah, they're big brutes. Okay. They are. Well, but now I get my attack. All right. Let's see if I hit you. Well, let's see if the ochre jelly hits the Odia. It's not hitting each other. 20! Whoa! Look at that hit. Too yes. bad we don't do a double damage here. Good hits and critical misses. Yeah, whatever. good hits and bad misses, yeah, whatever. Because then I may have a chance, but now it's uh, one. We start rolling your hit dice, buddy. One, one. Four, I took four points. Roll your hit dice. I'm so scared. All right. All right. If you roll, Seven. if you roll, what? Well, keep rolling that. Four. Oh, what, 11. Eleven. Oh, 19. 19 20, 20. 26. Last one. 28. 28 hit points. Yeah. How many do you have? Do we have? 27. Wow. All right. This might be closer than I thought. Well, yeah. you had well, 27. I had 20. And haven't you lost? You lost three hit points? Four hit points. You lost four just now. All right. So it's initiative. So it's initiative, yep. Two hours later. Six. Uh-oh. Ah, don't. Oh, I don't care about that because you're not going to kill me on this one. 11. What's I'm your AC 3. Oh, that's pretty good. You don't think... Uh, you're, you're, are you claiming that uh, you, you may not lose? No, I don't think the audio is going to lose. Either. I hit you. with. The, I need a 10. Okay. 50-50 chance. 3 to 12. Wow, that's Power a lot. Power of the though. dice. That's a lot. 2. 1. <laughs> 3. 6 points. Uh, now you're down 18, mister. All right. Oh, a 5. That's a hit. That's a hit. What yeah. do I need? You need a 5. Oh, my gosh. Hit, 11, 16, <laughs> well, obviously. Uh, All right. It's going to be a Could big... this be it? Uh, you'd have to roll a Let's lot. Let's do it. Oh, would I? Yeah. Three. Mm -hmm. Seven total. Yeah. And two more. Nine total. You have four, four points left. Okay. So you really need initiative. How many do I have? You have 18. I can't kill you on this round. You have to Oh, miss. you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll miss a few times. Yeah, you yeah. have to like... Do you want to... Can I parlay at this point? Maybe you, you want to. You run. can do anything. What you, well, you declare? No, I'm, I'm you do anything you want. I'm attacking. I'm the ochre jelly. I came from Jubilix's. Uh, you're, you're the divine jelly. Right. And I rolled a three for initiative. But you should be thinking about that. There should be a morale roll. You should finally realize your semi intelligence. Finally realize this is not just some normal run of the mill ochre jelly. Wait till you I roll. You seem to be doing that well. Oh, it's simultaneous. Well, you get your first attack. You get your attack. No, no, I think it's it's all. It's, those are natural attacks. Oh, that's right. That's all I think it'll that's work. Right. Right. That's fine. Wait, no, you roll your. See how you do. Right. Let's see what happens to you. Oh no, that's cocked. Okay, I'll roll it again. Oh, I thought you were gonna fight. Oh, oh what? 
I thought you were gonna fight it. No. I would have relented. It wasn't that cocked. It was a no. 20. It was a little bit of skew. Next to the 60, we rolled and he got a one for our, okay. our non-viewers well, yes. I, I, I it was it really was a 20 and then But yeah. you well, you were so quick to abandon that. Yeah. I gave you grief and you just very quickly were I did. Like, you know why I did? Because You want the segment to be over. Yes, now. right. I'm gonna die. Look, a four. Oh, you missed. That's one. 13, 13 that's a hit. And a seven. Uh, so what, the, the two and the three? All yeah. right, yeah. That's not, how many hit points do you have? Uh, not enough. I have four hit points. You have to really ch choke it. One. one. You gotta be kidding me. Uh, yeah, that's four it. or five. Five, that's it. The Say divine jelly. It stopped wiggling. The Otug is now the leader. Okay, but now I. Oh, we can have great names. I on. think now, so this is interesting. I should still get divine intervention, right? Yes, you would get divine intervention. Exactly. You but now what happens? Because I did get a small pet the last time. So is my chance less now? What's the. Oh, because it already been listened to that's once. That's right. Oh, that's Well, I'm just doing a straight roll. Let's just yeah. do it. Why are we worried about it? Right, right. Hey, look at that. You got it. Look at that. You know what's crazy is I saw that zero zero and I was thinking that might be a zero because then he would actually come. That would have been awesome That's if right. Jubilex comes. Well, oh yeah, it has to be zero one and then you have to roll it. Zero, it's going to be zero zero. That's right. And yeah. then right, then you got to get your level or below. That's right. Wow. So, this, this jelly is divine. I told I'm you. I'm a true believer. Yeah. So you, this is not over. This but now, is, but now, what's coming? Should we, it be like a random jelly? Well, oh like, yeah, that's right. It's Jubilex ascending yeah, again. Yeah, that's right. He, something's some things just spewing out of it. And clearly, I got to keep the hit points I have now. Right now, I don't get yeah. to recharge. That's right. Oh wow, this is another. It's a now new, another divine jelly. You should be. Yeah, that's very exciting. All right, in his lair, there will be one to four slimes, ochre jellies, gray oozers, and black pudding. So roll d four, and then we'll figure out right because he's only sure. gonna get one. He's not gonna get. I think he gets one. Do yeah. you think? Yeah, yeah. four. A black pudding. Oh, wow. That's what black I'm talking about. Pudding. pudding. Is that a song? That's right. Don't eat your meat. All right, now we're talking. All right, it's on to black pudding. That's, now you're not, now. Well, wait, this is disappointing because there's so many good names for the Odiak. You know what I mean? That's right. Odie. Well, I mean, fecal Ugh. type names. Don't you uh, think right. they would all go crazy for that? Oh, uh, what was his name? You know, uh, the Christmas Pooh. Dung Master General. Howdy ho! From South Park. Stuff like that, right? Howdy ho! The Dung Master General. That's right. Ha ha. Okay. Scatman. Scatman do? That's right. Scatman do. <laughs> exactly. Well, he's in trouble now because they black pudding. Those names are not going to happen. Right. Because right. here's the problem. Good in time. Read its special defenses. Hey, you know what happens? If he wins, we can bring. Chocolate pudding next time to eat. Oh, that would be good. Right? All right. Right. Here, here's the part that you have to understand with the black pudding. Oh, it's over. If chopped or struck, the monster is broken into two or more parts, each able to attack. It does not do damage. You can't hurt it with. Blows, cold, and lightning do not harm it. What do I have to hit it with? You're dead. Let's do it. <laughs> it's basically... I can't bite it. I want to eat it. Ah, uh, Bill Cosby enters the room. Thank you, sir. Uh, that was good. So the divine pudding. Yeah, so the divine pudding. The black pudding is a monster composed of groups of single cells. It's a scavenger, blah, 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 can flow, travels equally well in walls or ceilings. Its tiny mouth and saliva do three to 24 hit points per round to expose flesh. The monster needs to dissolve wood it can, to obtain food. Remember, we went over black pudding. I think we had a black pudding at one point. I'll have to listen to it. You know, I think, you know what I would like? I'd, I'd like to have a character. How did he die? How did the black pudding die? Do we have black pudding? I feel like we did because we talked about 
the whole, did it need to eat flesh or not? Remember? Well, that was before we did. We weren't killing each other. That's right. We were not killing each other. But you know what would be great is to have a character who's, who's like an expert and obsessed on jellies and puddings and right. worships Jubilex. That's right. Can you see that? I like that idea. I like that too. Tell okay. that to Carlos. Right? All right. So now it's initiative again. Well, now it can be surprised. You can't be surprised. So I could be, even though I popped in, somehow I could be surprised. I'm not surprised. <laughs> you're like, well, you don't know where you're going. <laughs> I well, just yeah, thought, you're what? just sitting there, and all of a sudden, of course, you're surprised. Jubilex sends his minion. <laughs> yeah, it should be like one to five. Well, What's that? You know? All right. Well, I think he probably said something to Anisha. Yeah. You think he sent a message? Like, go? Oh. Six to one. Yeah, he's not messing around. All right. All right, so it. now I need to figure out. And hit dice. I need to actually need to figure out its hit points because that's how big the creature is. That's interesting. Oh, this gets complicated. Ten to oh. Yeah, so I get to roll his hit dice quickly. Six, eight, 10, 16, that's five. Just remember 16. 12, 16, 18, 25, and 16 is 41. He has 41 hit points. So that means, because here on the bottom it says if they're 41, he's seven foot diameter. Okay, and why is that relevant? Because he's much bigger, it's just the size of him. Oh, okay. I don't know why, but they, they want you to figure that out. Okay. All right, so now I'm attacking. Go for it. Black pudding. He's seven foot in diameter. And he's going to attack you. I'm going to beat you. Bah, ah, ah, ah. Four. What's your AC? I think I actually missed. AC three. AC three. I think I missed. And we're flipping AC 10 hit dice, AC three. I needed a seven, so I missed. Go ahead. Okay, and so where, so so explain this to me, why I can't do any days. So I, I know it's accurate, I just want to learn. So, so cold doesn't affect it. So fire would do it, so if I had fire. Right. Um, but there's no, where's the, there's no. If chopped or struck, the monster is broken into two or more parts, each able to attack. Oh, jeez. The same is true if attacked by lightning. Cold does not affect it, fire does normal damage, and they avoid flames. So is the only way to do it is fire? Yes. And it's gonna it's gonna try to move away. It's only it's only six inches. So the only way to re oh, so if you have fire, you can handle it. So if a black right. pudding's coming, yeah. you just pull out a torch. You, you you set things on fire. You set your other party members and throw them at. Perfect. Them. The gnome. Right. Yeah. So imagine him on fire and you right. throw him in there. Right. So that's gnome toss. Set his beard on fire. So that's the only wait. Is that how is that easy then to just avoid a black pudding? You just let well, the torch six. and wave you, it. Yeah, you run away from them. That's it though. Yeah. If you've got fire, you'll get away from a black pudding. Yes. Oh, okay. You should. You should try to run away. Okay. And move faster than them. Okay. Because so the they will come after you. Right, and move faster. Well, if I've got a torch, I can just kind of wave it at them, can't I? Right. right whatever. So I'm rolling for nothing. It's exactly. Eleven. Well, if I was DMing this, I'd be like, oh, you're, you see the, uh, the oak took striking at the black pudding. Do you want to run at this point? Do you think he's intelligent? Do you want to make an intelligence check to see no, if he No, we fight to the death. Okay. Well that's, then, that's the way this works. Uh, he's AC6. You need a 7. So you did hit. You did strike it. But nothing but, happened. Well, you see, you see the, as the strike from the, from the pseudopod, it causes the black pudding to sh shimmer and move out of the way, but it doesn't appear to be doing any damage. Roll your other attacks. Oh, that's right. I forgot I got all these. All these attacks that don't matter. Well, no, the bite is the best one. A five, a 16, I bit it. Okay, let's see. It may have, it may have typhus. Oh that's, oh, that's right. It's a good point. That's right. It has typhus now. So the, oh, what does this do for his future? I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. That's right. We're going to we have to is roll for the typhus. Yeah, it is. You're right. This could affect him. He might die without being killed. That's I mean, right. by the other... Die uh, of natural causes. Yes. Oh, the royal pudding. Oh, Not he the throws the challenge fan. 
Divine pudding. Why are they throwing the challenge flag? What's oh challenge? What, what's the breaking challenge? the action? I bet you this is about on the damage. I haven't oh, read this is so long. What is the challenge? Let, let them do that. Go ahead. So it's initiative, right? Okay. Yes. All right. Roll, roll initiative. People are calling to. It's a massive controversy. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. Four. I won. Okay, roll your roll your damage doesn't do anything. One. Twelve. You hit once. And an eight. You miss. Okay. You hit the first time. I, I just whacked at you. Okay, do do your do your damage doesn't do anything. I know. So you're making me roll that? Alright. Yeah, because sure, you have to Alright, I gotcha. Because technically he's being split up. Oh that's true. Eight. Alright. So he's gonna attack. This time I hit with the twelve. If chopped or struck, the monster is broken into two or more parts, each able to attack. Now, you could argue that it's each of them do multiple attacks, which I would not do because that, right. that would be absolutely insane. I'm still saying yeah, so if it's, as a group, you could attack. Yeah, it is, yeah you're right because it doesn't just say chopped. It says or struck. Yeah. So you strike is broken into two or more parts. Each can attack. Each able to attack. Yeah, so I guess, could you do it like you do the hit point damage, but now it's just, like, let's say I did eight hit points of damage, but now it's just a little eight hit oh, points actually, putting on the side. Actually, I stand corrected. This is why this is important. Note that even those of the smallest size or those as small as one foot diameter are able to deliver normal damage. So actually, it's doing more damage. There's more attacks. It's there. worse. Yes. Would you call it that, like, let's say I did eight hit points of damage. Would you call that a little eight hit point pudding? Or right. how does it, or are they not all six, are they all six to eight even when you chop it? Or no, would no. You, like, they're, they're the little hit points. Right. So you do, like, the hit point damage is sliced off? Yes. Like, let's say I do eight hit points. You got an eight hit point pudding there? Right, yeah. You basically, that's what we should be doing, splitting it up into little Oh, so things. I've done, like, so, yeah, so not when I bite you. When I, wait, when I bite you? Yeah, when you bite me. Yeah, you strike me. You Can't bite I me. Can I swallow you? Well, I, I guess you could swallow, but then it's attacking you from the inside. <laughs> I don't feel good, Mom. <laughs> Something I ate. Ooh, that pudding. Ooh, that pudding pops was not very good. <laughs> that's a terrible Bill Cosby. Doesn't agree with me. That's right. Ooh, that's not very good. Oh, yeah, don't worry about the 20. This is fine. We want the black pudding to, to finish him off anyway. So I'm going to say there's at least two puddings, and, they're oh. gonna and the other pudding attacked you. Missed. So you take three to 24. Wait, how many puddings are there? Because like, do they carry over twice. next week? No, so they would come back time. together. They oh, would come okay. Back together. When no one's looking. Oh, okay. When they reconstitute their hip bones. Oh, okay. So, uh, oh, is there three puddings or two? You've hit twice. Well, because I get a third no, attack. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Oh, I still missed. So I get one, three, five, eleven. Is that... Uh, no, you're still alive. What? All right, now it's Can I commit suicide? <laughs> you should. <laughs> do I have cyanide with me? Yeah, what if you had a slam sword? That would be awesome. Well, I gave you typhus, so I don't care. Uh, yes, yeah, so you gave part of me typhus. Maybe I'll expel that part, the part that you chunked in your mouth. That Good luck. No, you have typhus. Initiative. Five. One. Uh, now you're. Now this is done. You, hey, you're the one with divine intervention. 20. You rolled it. 14. That was nice to see the Otug. He's no more. Seven. You, you've moved on. No. So I've done a lot of damage. So there it is. He has passed. So two times in a row, wow. we had divine intervention. Uh, this Jubilex dude's starting to scare me. Jubilex is awesome. He is. He listens. You know why? Because he listens. That's right. He listens. He's not too. You know, he's he walks never with too you busy. and he talks with you. He does. He is. I like this Jubilex dude. Jub <laughs> Jubilex is all right with me. You Jubilex know, is all right with me. Down. 
Jubilix is yeah. our... I think that's a song. That was a good song. I Doobie like Brothers. It. They're yeah. coming in June, by the way, speaking of Doobie Brothers. All Wait, right. And you know what it's time to roll for? Disease, baby. You really want to do the disease? This well, don't we need to day? know what happens yeah. to you? Well, is it like serious or not typhus, serious? Typhus, whatever that's... No, but I think it have different levels, doesn't it? Oh, no. okay. I'm not sure. Okay, where is that? It's much earlier. Why do I not have... Oh, no, is it... Where is it? We just there rolled... Oh, there it is. Disease. 13 and 14. Yeah, so now we have to figure out uh, severity. You have to roll a D8. Is that the way you, that's the way you do it, don't, So don't first you? you roll, well, under contracting disease, you figure out if you have it. Then um, then you figure out what how bad it is. Well, we, well what's, what does it affect you? What, what is typhus? Uh, typhus is just the name of the disease. It doesn't really say. Right. So we don't know the severity. Right. Because we don't know. Well, no, we have to roll D8. Maybe some of our viewers have had typhus. If any of our <laughs> yeah. listeners. If, if you've had typhus, please let Chat, us know. Can you let us know? Are you, are you, how did you text on there? Did someone name themselves Dan Gormansky? How are you, is someone on there texting? That's pretty cool. Oh, thank you, that's my wife. So Isaiah Livers is uh, healthy again. He's gonna be back on the Michigan basketball team. Thank oh. you, thank oh. you very much. I'm like. That's awesome. I thought that had something to do with. No, they really need him back. Oh, okay. Go blue. Okay, um, you so. your poor wife texting for you? Hey, um, honey, typhus. Yeah. Speaking of, what area of the body is affected by uh, typhus, uh, if you know? I feel Because uh, we have a black pudding. That's that has, affected by it. And, and he's going to the doctor, and uh, we need to, you know, we need to know. Can't you, you can Google the typhus, well, can't you? Well, first, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's D8, no matter, oh, I, I see what you're saying. Exactly. It, it depends. You need to know. Exactly. Uh, I got you now. I so see. don't you need, I think you need to Google typhus. Right, so the, um, why we're doing this is in the DMG, page 14, those who are listening to the pod, we, Dan has decided in his infinite wisdom to keep this going, that depending on the area of body affected, you roll a D8 to determine the severity of the disease. So it's not a straight thing. So some of them are worse than others. So we don't know what typhus does. So now we have to look up typhus and find a figure out, because you're... This. Your wife will be looking at your surge history. <laughs> what? Why are you looking up typhus? <laughs> now I gotta be checked. There are eight people still on here. That's all I have to say. Well, I mean, there, I think that the Divine Jelly is gonna really build a big following now. Right. Don't you think? Typhus definition. Is it typhus, right? Did we say typhus? No, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's typhus. That sounds like what you get from eating feces. It must be, right? Right. Let me see, hang on. Typhus, T-Y-P-H-U-S. Yeah, it's, it is a disease caused by, characterized rash, headaches, fever. Okay. High mortality rate. Yeah. Okay, so what is it, is it, so it affects, what do the body? Transfer oh, it's human. bacteria. Yeah. And rats and, okay. Oh, I bet you it's, you think it's, I think it's blood? Yeah, I'm gonna say it's blood. Let's do blood. It looks like, it looks like blood. Would be my guess. Yeah, it's a blood one. I sound like a doctor, don't I? Yeah. I'm giving bad news. Oh, I think. <laughs> I'm bad. sorry. It's I'm blood. sorry, divine pudding. Yeah. It's, it's in your blood. It's in your blood. I know it's an image of a black pudding on a, you know, that's right on, a, the, on the table <laughs> with the doctor it's just sitting there with a little, with a little uh, gown. That's right, a little gown on. That's a, that's a. Maybe um, we can get Eric to write to do that. I draw never that. know how to put those things on. Oh, so well. confusing. Uh, you, usually the. 
the opening should be in the back. Oh, yeah. Oops, a daisy. Yeah, a little bit. Oops. Okay. So blood. Let's go. So roll a d8. D8 to find out the occurrence, right? So we. Uh, it's either acute or chronic, right? Five. It's chronic. It's severe. Oh, I'm sorry. I was doing the occurrence first, right? Oh. What? What's... Can we roll the d8 for occurrence first? Yeah, occurrence. Or whether it will occur once contracted. Okay, so I guess it's chronic. Okay, that's fine. That's bad, right? Chronic means it's happening all the time, right? Yeah, chronic, so chronic maladies will affect per uh -huh. periodically. You've so got a chronic? Chronic, well, let's see if it's failed, because it's failed. Severity, yeah. Six to eight? No. Ah, oh, it's only severe. It's only severe. Okay. Uh, we lose 50 hit points and make him totally disabled for one, two weeks. What? Before. Is that true? Oh, really? Is that true? Yeah, that's what it says. Oh, a severe malady. Yes. So you lose 50 hit points next week. Oh, you're totally disabled. I'm just, you're totally disabled for one to two weeks. So it's severe and chronic. I'm just, you're dead. You're going to die next time. We're going to have to roll when it happens. We're going to have to figure out if I have an episode of that. Plus, a further one to two weeks of time during which a malady is in the mild state as a character. You're two to four weeks. So it's two, three, four. All right, so I have to roll it to we'll see to if you see still if, have it. See if I'm in the oh. chronic stage or not. Yeah, you're in trouble there. You're in trouble. Okay, I feel bad for that. Well, that's what happens when you go attack in a... Well, he didn't attack. He was summoned by Jubilex. No, that's true. He was it's sent. because Jubilex. the royal jelly beseeched Jubilex. Jubilex, he sent me. I don't like typhus. He should, he should <laughs> cure him. That's right. Uh, hey, it's like workers' comp. Exactly. Jeez. That's a horrible thing. All right. All right, so that's... Uh, so uh, so the, is this the divine pudding? It is the divine pudding. The divine pudding has typhus. Uh, the five, the, the spike, pu spike pudding. Has anyone ever said that sentence in the history of the world? No. The divine, divine, pu the divine, divine pudding, pudding has, has typhus. typhus. It sounds like a code. No, that sounds horrible. It has typhus. Wow. You know, better the black pudding than me. That's true. Typhus sounds horrible. I'm bringing black pudding next time. All right. I like it. That would be good. We haven't eaten in a while. Yep. All right. No, seriously. We haven't eaten in a while. I'm starving. <laughs> Let's get this show on the road. <laughs> you know, everyone else is happy. Kelly went back to sleep. That's Eric right. sees at work yeah. at a painting class. Tired because he's like, oh, that's nice. Is it spell selection time? It is spell selection Let's time. Let's do it. Where do I go? All right, I'll roll percentage. You... Okay. Okay. Right. Keep this oh, yeah. So you're doing the scroll thing. Uh, ooh. Oh, what is that? 70. 70 is too little. 31. It's not. It's yeah. don't, what is it? 71 to zero, 00. So what is it? It's a magic user. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure, but I'll check. Because right. I know you really want something else besides magic. Well, yeah, but that's okay. I mean, that's it represents what spells would be used. If magic users are more common than illusionists and druids, let's say, yeah, you should learn about their spells. I have no problem with that. You don't? No. Okay. Well, good. That makes it easy then. Yeah, 71 would have been clerical. Oh, uh, no, I love now, cleric. 10% too. is, we'll oh, say... Oh, so 70? Let me look at these percentages. 30% are clerical. clerical. Oh, and then, right, and then you do the subclass. Yeah, now so we do the subclass. I got you. 90. So that's unfortunately 10%. It's oh. all, so it's still a magic. Went user. the wrong way. Yeah. I got you. Okay, so roll me a die 10 to do the level. Five. Okay, it's fifth level spell. I need it's 24, so I need a straight up 24. So six and 12. Uh, five. Cloud kill. Cloud kill. This now sounds good. Now we're talking. See, this is the difference between magic user and illusion spells. Illusionist gets thing like fog cloud. Right. Magic user, or wall of fog. Magic user gets cloud, cloud kill. kill. Right. Cloud kill. Oh, and you liked it. You uh, know your spells. Yes. So this is a winner. This is a winner. This is not a push or mend. F fifth level magic user spells are, are right there. Yeah, cloud kill doesn't sound good. The Third level and fifth level are, they are the, you know, they have a ton of great spells. So that's on page 79 of the player's handbook. Thank you. 
Oh, and it's not that long. So, no. this spell generates a billowing cloud of ghastly yellowish-green vapors, which is so toxic as to slay any creature with fewer than 4 plus 1 hit dice, cause creatures with 4 plus 1 to 5 plus 1 hit dice to save versus poison at minus 4 on the dice roll, and creatures up to 6 hit dice, inclusive to save versus poison normally, or be slain by the cloud. All right, so I read, I need to go back, because I'm like, what? This is crazy. This is not, this is not your, what's the, uh, this is not stinking cloud, clearly. No, this is not plant growth. This is not plant growth, this is not push, this is not men, this is not even stinking cloud. Right. So it is so, so if you are less than four plus one hit you dice. Die. You're done, you have no dead. save. Right, dead. Wait, how do you, what do you do? Hope win? Can I cast wind? You could try. I mean, it, what happens is it, and it kind of moves from, it's ca- typically it's cast in front of the magic user and starts moving away from that. But yeah, you can keep reading. Wow. And so creatures is four plus one to five plus one. You get a save at minus four. Yep. And creatures. So that's ogres and you know those kind of creatures. And creatures up to six hit dice to save versus poison normally. Or say, okay, I don't understand that last part. So I understand something. They just get a normal save. So okay. anything under, if you are six hit oh. dice or less, you can be affected. If you're not, uh, it's over. Oh, I see. So in other words, I gotcha. So, for, so below four or below, I'm dead. Four to five, save minus four, five to six-ish, normal save. And then above that, I'm not, it doesn't right. affect me. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, the cloud kill moves away from the spellcaster at one inch per round. Right, you, you develop it right in front of you, and then it just starts Oh, so you away. see it coming. So that's oh, yeah. the good news. Thing, it kind of moves yeah. slowly. Rolling along the surface of the ground. A wind will cause it to alter course, but it will not move back towards its caster. A strong wind will break it up in four rounds, and a greater wind force prevents the use of the spell. Oh, so if it's too windy, I can't. So we're on the boat. Probably not. Don't worry. Right. Very thick vegetation will dispense the cloud in two rounds. Moving through such vegetation at two inches, as the vapors are heavier than air, they will sink to the lowest level of the land, even pour down den or sinkhole openings. The, oh, thus it is ideal for slaying nests of giant ants or gnomes. Or gnomes. So you could send it, or burrowing mammals. Send in the gnomes, that's right. Oh my gosh, so the cloud, so that's what you do. So you're not like really in melee because they see it coming or something, you could do that. Or you could do it behind the guy. But, but it's so you're sitting down, you're the gnome, and you're down in your burrow, and you send the cloud kill down, and there's really no way to get out of there. Right. So the, oh, can, can Illusions, Illusions can never get this, can they? Huh? So no. my gnome Illusions assassin. Because this would be a great assassin's weapon. But I can dual class, assassin, magic user, get cloud kill, then go assassin. And I could be like the cloud kill assassin. Right. Dual class human. You could be. Just clear out everyone. That's why it's beautiful. Because, you know, (laughs) smart DMs, right, they will reuse lower level monsters that typically party can wipe out. But if you have enough of them, especially if you... You know, you heard of the classic, what's the, the kobolds, what's the guy's Yeah, Tucker's kobolds. Tucker's kobolds, where this is what's great. That takes care of Tucker's kobolds. You're going into a lair. Yeah. You pull, send that thing yeah. in. It lasts for nine, nine minutes of death, and then you... Oh, wow. Yeah, or like you got like a thousand giant rats down there. Mm-hmm. You send it down. Yep. Now, again, they, yeah. some of them are going to survive, but anything in front of it is going to be cleared out. Wait, why are some of them... Oh, because they're not going to be in the... Uh, right, because they're going to move... Hopefully, they're not going to run towards you. They're going to eventually run away. But if they're down in something, yeah. yeah if they can't get out, then yeah, then they're dead. And they're certainly going to be scrambling. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. Cloud kill's pretty... That, yeah, that's a winner. Yeah, and later additions, which you would not know about, um, 
they it's even affects um, higher level characters. It does X points of damage every round. So let's say that you're you're asking what's on the menu, and I say, oh, we have a, you're a magic user, and we'll see your reaction if you want the special. I'll say, oh, we do have a special day. We have cloud kill. Do you want? Would you like that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'll take the special. I'll take the special. Don't you need to show me the rest? I don't need to see a menu. Nope. nope. You can cloud kill. Cloud kill is a winner. I mean, yes, there's plenty of good fifth level spells. Conjure elemental, wall of force. Um, uh, Kona Cold, there's... there's Ani a, Anime Dead. Anime Dead, I yeah. I like that one. Yeah, the things, again, things I won't take, Animal Growth, probably not, <laughs> Airy Water, you got Bigby's Imposing Hand, meh. It doesn't, sound, it doesn't sound as good. Kona Cold, Cloud Kill, Can't Take Another Plane is nice for other things. Hold Monster is pretty good too, but, you know, for a winner... Yeah, Cloud Kill for the winner. Cloud Kill, if, for, for, if you know you're... Uh, yeah, John is rightly saying puddings don't have blood, so it should have been immune, but we're not going to argue. Because oh. I'm getting really hungry, and I'm not going to fight with... Because oh. I really don't know if it's a blood thing. It really didn't make sense in the typhus definition. Right, I just said... It just I'm said, not a doctor. Right. It said it affects your skin, so you could have said it was a skin rash, but... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Only on this show do we talk about... I mean, why would they even put typhus there? Just who cares what the disease is? Just say it's a disease. Yeah, right? Or yeah. say it's a blood disease, yeah. so you know what to look it up on. Yeah. Thanks, mm -hmm. thanks, Gary. Yeah. Not Delph approved. That that thing was not Delph approved. That. Uh, oh. The monster man is not Delph. No, never. Guy has never got it. Got it. That's now we know we why. We got it. Right. We got it. You don't have it. He didn't have it. All right. Yeah. That's terrible. Whatever. But you know, come on, man. It's a real cool. A black pudding with typhus is cool. It is cool. Okay. Well, I, I'm calling it audible. It's twelve twenty nine. Is it really? Yes. My basketball game is on. Yes, that's why she's probably telling you about that. Okay. So we're we're gonna have to delay. Um, we're we're actually coming next week. So what do we do? Uh, we have we have Jim Ward on, but we did do a research on White Dwarf. Oh yes, we did do. Yes. Well, look, I can talk like in five minutes about that White Dwarf magazine. Okay. Let's. Well, I thought there's only one really cool thing in there's there. There's a few things in there. I like the well, potions. Excellent. You know, it's what's interesting. So, uh, in our word of recall segment, we're not going to completely discount it because, but again, four and a half hours into it, we need to move on. Um, today is January, this is January 1980, and we read, uh, it's not issue 21. 16. 16 is the issue. Mm -hmm. It was December slash January because so, it was bi monthly. Right. So, at this point, whereas Dragon's up at issue 33, it's been a few years older, mm -hmm. they're still on the bi monthly. Uh, issue. So uh, what was your take on the magazine? My take on the magazine was that the, I, f I felt that the Fiend Factory, which was their, you know, their monsters, that they had monsters that didn't make the cut for the Fiend Folio. Yep. If you didn't make the cut for the Fiend, there's some odd monsters in the Fiend Folio. If you didn't make yes. the cut for the Fiend Folio, that's, uh, that's not great. I thought those monsters were definitely all one-offs. You'd use them once. Right. I, they I had did. Tensor's Beast or something, which was basically a Tensor's disc. It's that a became... disc. It wasn't a monster, right? I, 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 I wasn't impressed with the monsters. I thought the potions were funny, only probably coming from a DM, because most of those potions would do something to you that you don't want. Right. Right? That you become obese, or you every time you talk, there's a, a, a foghorn sound. Right. Some, some sound of it. I think those are cool when you read them. I think when you play them and the characters drink it, they don't. It doesn't no. go over as well Not often so as when you read it. And it would have been nice to have a rolling chart, like on the Dragon magazine, where you could roll to pick it randomly. This one just had a list of them. You did, you'd have to come up with if you wanted to just generate one off the top. Right. You didn't have an easy table. We're all big. We're all fans of tables. We love tables. Right. So that. So my sense was there was not a lot going on in that one. 
other than, as I mentioned, I thought the potions were funny and entertaining. I might use one or two of those. That was it. How about you? Well, uh, I read the entire 37 pages of it. Did you actually read the whole thing? I read the whole thing. I, skin, I didn't read See, my list. the articles. Wow. So, I, oh, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of articles. I mean, again, they're still trying to grow up. So some interesting things. You know, we had the holiday edition where we're looking for Christmas thing. They actually had a nativity scene on page two mm -hmm. with, with one of the gifts to uh, the Christ child was a D12. So that was, oh. that was interesting. Very nice. Uh, page three had an uh, advert for Starship Troopers, which was a game I used to play, the box nice. edition. Mm -hmm. Um, they also said that the Galactic Alien book is more important than the Bible. It will be determined later on in future things. Well, so I think we need to go. It's get only that. been forty years. That's right, I, uh, thirty-five years. And those monsters. When we remember, we first looked over that book, uh, and we we're like, "What yeah. is that?" That's actually related to the Thomas Covenant and Unbelievers, right? Right. Which I didn't understand. Right. We saw it. Some of them were okay, but they're so specific to the book. It was um, it didn't mean a whole lot to me because I haven't read any of those. So I should probably read that. Uh, then they had the new, hey, I'm looking forward to the new Traveler booklets coming out because there are only the three books at this time. There's <laughs> a bunch of them coming out. There was a Boot Hill Encounters, which we kind of played around with. So if you want random encounters, your hex crawl, we should do a hex crawl in, in the Midwest. Absolutely. That would be awesome. Or in the, the Wild West. Open Box, they went over Imperium, uh, Boot Hill. They saw it was pretty good. Snapshot was a game. And of course, they did a first impressions of the Dungeon Master's Guide. I can't wait to get that book. Did, you read, did you read that review? It's yeah. basically, it's too long. I couldn't really read it, so yeah. I can't do a review. I'll, I'll get back to you. No, and it was not. like, what was it? Oh, you know, rating or whatever? Not, 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 not applicable. applicable. Yep, not applicable, yep. And then was, when we can ask about it next week, yep. there was a Gamma World scenario, a mini-adventure by... Jim Ward. Jim Ward, who will be on next time. He was the co-author of Gamma World, and Path of the Lil was the name of the uh, mini-scenario. Right. I've never played Gamma World, so it wasn't... I didn't really uh, understand it, so... We need to ask him about Gamma World. Again, he'll be on next week, which is why we're breaking from our normal every other week. We're doing this week, then next week, and then we'll take two weeks off or something like that. We've got to come oh, up with a schedule. Uh, then, you, like you mentioned, the Fiend Factory looked like the land of misfit monsters, felt like, you know, from uh, Rudolph. Uh, the Tender Beast was the one. Then they had Royal Day 5, the at the Royal Holder Cultural Hall. Yeah, Games is, Day 5, yeah. Which, uh, uh, excuse me, Games Day 5. Now, what's the place that uh, Gen Con was? Yeah, there was, there was a horticultural hall in Lake Geneva where Gen Con, if I recall correctly, was first done. So it was interesting. There's a horticultural... So should we find a horticultural hall here? Yes, we need yes. to find a horticultural and hall. we need to run something in a horticultural hall here. Because clearly I, that I, I, is... I'm the, not sure what a horticultural hall is. It's just a room, right? I don't know. I mean, I've looked in it at, at, uh, at here, here in Florida. Or okay. was. Um, yeah, we talked about the dragon letters. People complaining about the quality of the Fiend Factory monsters. I found that interesting. That yep. Apparently, it wasn't just us going. This quality's gone down. Right. And there was a discussion back and forth. Now, the thing that I found most interesting. I didn't know not know this, but maybe you did. That they were selling at the time soft covered versions of the Monster Manual players. Had. I did not know that. I didn't see that. I there did not was, know that. So they were only six pounds versus ten pounds or oh. four pounds. And there are soft versions of the Monster Manual players handbook. I did not sale. know that. That's so true. I would love to find one of those if they still exist. I'm sure they're not cheap. Uh, well, and I'm sure they're destroyed too because mm -hmm. being paperback, right. Right. they're probably not a good, good thing. And um, one of our dear listeners, one of our patrons asked, we need to tie this into real events, which we did a little bit. So in January 29th of 1980, Paul McCartney was uh, released from a Japanese jail, I think for marijuana possession. I think that's right. And six Iranian hostages, and I wanted to tie this into our Canadian thing. I was going to ask Kelly about this. 
Six of the Iranian-held U.S. hostages escaped with the help of the Canadians. Oh, that was a movie. That right? was that movie. That's yeah, right. It was with, a very good movie. Um, what's his face? Not Matt Damon, the other one. No, the other one. Yeah, Ben Affleck. <laughs> ben Affleck, I correct. think it was, right. I forgot the name of the movie. But Ar that was... Argo? Argo, that's right. So that's, that's when it happened, January 29th. All right. See, I did... Re you focused on... Kelly and I'll do the 1980 gaming stuff, that's right. and you do the, the random things of that. All right. We and if you listen to my hour and a half nonsense, you realize we put a lot of effort into this because we know you're spending five hours with us. Serve <laughs> <laughs> something. Somebody is. Someone is. All right. Suggestion. I don't have. I'm ex I have no suggestion. Okay. So okay, I have a suggestion. So I went to our local Goodwill, and and this Goodwill is great because look what I found. I've, and you're going to find Whoa, this funny. what's going on? So I found the two towers. Yeah. I found Return of the King. Right. Which one didn't it have? The Fellowship, obviously. So I don't have to read, I'll never have to read that's about not Tom. The that's the Fellowship. No, it's not. It's Game of Thrones. What? I you're skipping right over? That's right. There, even, wow, this is made for you. It was made it was for me. So be. I don't have to read about? Tom Bombadil. Exactly. Ooh. So I first saw this book. The two towers, a return of the king. I'm like, oh, so I looked around, found this. Then I spent another 25 minutes looking for the fellowship, and said, so apparently, either someone just grabbed that book, or look, look. or they didn't have, it. or they knew. I don't want to read about time. You have to go. get. Are you going to get the atlas? Yeah, I'm thinking. About you it. should get the atlas. That's really good. All right. Good. But the point of this is, for a dollar each, you help a good charity. Uh, they help people, and you get good books. Look, these are in perfect shape, and I need to read these because I, I read The Hobbit last year. I'm going to reread The Lord of the Rings, and I will get. The Fellowship to read. You should. Fellowship's great. All right. All right. Die 10 times? Yes. Oh, no modifier. Because it's four and a half hours. This is a long. 10. Yeah. Five. Not bad. That's okay. Okay. All right. What else do we have to say? We're on YouTube. We're on Twitter. We're on, if you want to DM or you want to play in our new virtual Grog, uh, Grognards Guild, info at grogcon.com. There'll be, it'll be an update for Grogcon 2020. Uh, we're on iTunes. If, if you like what we're doing, please review, like, and subscribe. That's how other people will figure out what we're doing. Uh, if you have, we have Jim Ward coming next week. Then at the end of the month, who do we have? End of February, the 29th? Oh, we have the um, uh, Ghost Tower of uh That's right. Uh, that was the other time. And right. Alan? Uh, Alan Hammock. Alan Hammock will be here February 20th. So uh, this all happens because you all uh, help us with, uh, either suggestions or get these folks out there. So we appreciate that. So for, 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 for Grog Talk, I'm James. I'm Dan. And we will see you next time on Grog Talk. Take care. This has been a Bushy Puppy production. All rights reserved.